Are you on the browser? On the browser. Check. <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, February 3rd, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 484. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the capital of the drone star state, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I am Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where things are a-humming, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill. In the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Have you going seen? along with the uh, old theory that we always establish that all professional sports at the highest level are is rigged. rigged. Oh, that's right. Today is the Super Bowl. You're right. I forgot about that. I am the only guy you know who forgets about this. Of course, but I don't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who's playing? The San Francisco 49ers. Yes, against. Our local boys. Yes, against. And the Baltimore Ravens, the uh, bad actors oh, from Baltimore. Oh, so first of all, uh, they must be kind of the underdogs, because I never really heard of the Ravens. If you'd asked me to name the Baltimore team, I would have been like Oreos. Blue Jays. The Oreos? <laughs> the Oreos. Yeah, the Oreos. The Baltimore Oreos. <laughs> the Baltimore uh, Oreos. Kind of white. <laughs> the Baltimore Oreos. <laughs> so um, I can tell you who's going to win. This is a very easy one. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be San Francisco, of course. But why? Because uh, it's for the gays. This is uh, a this will be broadcast on ABC, I presume. No, I think it's on CBS. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, really? Well, I, I thought they last rotated. year. They, 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 oh. One year is one. Well, last yeah. year, last year, the big show after the Super Bowl was um, the new normal, which is the the big gay show. So I'm thinking, you know, this is uh, this. It's we. I don't have know to, if this is an homage to the gays. I, this is, what I think. of course I think it is. Have rigged. you have you seen how cute these guys' butts look in these in these outfits? Come on, this is obvious. The whole game is homoerotic. The okay, whole well, game then, is a gay game. Come on. No, the, well, not as much as MMA. Well, but yeah, that's that. That they're groping each other. But this is obviously a gay man's game. It's like it's oh. fun to watch them. So here's the real deal. No, no. Okay. I, mean, I appreciate your commentary. <laughs> Thank you. You never watch the football. You don't even know what I it watch is. the. No, I'll watch the Super Bowl. You know, I'll watch. I although I, I there is a problem. Um, I can't watch the whole Super Bowl today because why? Because, uh, and I think he forgot when he asked me to help him. Uncle Don, uh, his <laughs> Uncle Don's Gmail got hacked. <laughs> and he needs me to try and help recover it or something. I'm like, we'll just do it after the show. The game doesn't start till three thirty. Oh, okay. I'm just like, why don't you call the boys at the agency, Don? I mean, they can, they can just reissue the password. I think that's going to be a lot easier. He probably doesn't trust them. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So three thirty your time. So that's six thirty here. No, that's yeah. five thirty here. Okay. Yeah, you got plenty of time. Well, hour and a half only, because by the time I'm done uploading, it's you know it's already four here. So all right. Anyway, so you so you don't. Want, I'm telling you, San Francisco. I can even tell you the point spread. Okay, hit it. Six to nine. Six to, <laughs> six to nine. Swazzle yeah, enough, right. baby. It's Two a... field goals versus three field goals. I uh-huh. don't think so. So here's the deal. The game, uh, they're, they're, the NFL knows its numbers. It And it knows it's, it's, it's not dying. This league is not dying, but it's got all kinds of issues with with the concussions and there's a the, the audience oh, is shrinking literally audience, like, literally dying you mean like the the players are dying and the no, audience no, no. are the, dying the, the the league is is not growing anymore it stopped growing and the younger generation is not watching there's a lot of 
a lot of problems with the game itself and that it's also injury prone. Hmm. So they have to change the style of the game for enough, for two reasons. One, they got to lower the injury thing, and the second, uh, which means they've, they've changed a bunch of the rules, which which changes the way the game can be played. And they got to make the game more exciting. The 49ers are running a college offense that's semi-experimental called the Pistol, and it's very exciting to watch because the other team's totally dumbfounded as this, as this game progresses. Mm-hmm. So they have to let the 49ers not only win but rack up the score. It'll be a high-scoring game for the Niners, and it'll be a big disappointment. There's no way the Baltimore team can win this, and I would be stunned if they let them win it. Well, it's uh, six to nine for the Niners, uh, and and the, and uh, you watch like the forty-two to seventeen. <laughs> okay, or something. all right, it's all right, it's all right. I'm telling you, this is it could add up to sixty-nine. Is that's what you're getting at? Obviously, there will be a swazzlenuff somewhere. There's no or it doubt could about be it. Thirty-three to three. <laughs> that, now that now that would that would truly tickle me if that took place. But anyway, John, I mean, this is all fine and dandy, but there's there's three other big events happening this month. Okay, tell me. And well, I have to say, Happy American Heart Month, Happy National American American National African American History Month, and Happy National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. Teen Dating Violence and Prevention <laughs> Awareness Month? Yeah. yeah. Who came up with that one? Well, it's signed by the president right here. I've got it, I've got it in, in the ledger. The in the ledger. I, therefore, Barack Obama, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution, laws, and I said for the... Do hereby proclaim February 2013 as National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. Where in the Constitution does it say that you can make these... Edicts. Well, apparently, well, yeah, that's a good sure. question. I don't Basically, know. Where? I don't know. He says according to the laws and the Constitution, he's, he's the <laughs> it's boss. It's not in the Constitution. Well, we'll have to go check. But it's like, I, I mean, if I were African-American, I'd, I'd feel slighted. I mean, how can we have to share our month with the American Heart Month and the Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month? That blows. I mean, I think... Yeah, and what is it, so what, what kind of... What is it implying about the teen dating violence awareness and black history? No, no, it's Seems not racist. black. It's like, Hello, it's like not black. They're pointing the fingers at black people for being violent? <laughs> no. What is this? No, they're not. It, first of all, it's not Black American Month. It's Af- <laughs> National <laughs> African American History Month. It's a little different. So they have a history of violence with teens with teen dating? Is that what you're saying? We, this, is, this is going nowhere fast. Hi, welcome, everybody. I saw last night at the dinner, and I said, you should listen to my show. You'll love it. <laughs> we you went and tell us about this dinner. This was um, so our uh, so the good news. We have a house. This is this is good news. And our realtors, uh, John and Chris, uh, John and Chris, hey, woo. so John and Chris, uh, they do a lot for the gay community in Austin, and they have this dinner for uh, the hospice. It's called Transitions. It's a charity dinner, and uh, so there's all these dinners at people's houses all over Austin. And uh, it's you know, it's not a, it's like a hundred bucks per person, so it's it's a, you know you're spending some real money, but you do you get dinner, and then they had uh, and the, each dinner has a theme, and we were at their dinner, and it was come to Jesus, which what? is come to Jesus, come to Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, yes, and so they, blasphemous, totally. So they had uh, they start off with like. Um, uh, grilled cheese with you know with literally with a Jesus in it, 
You know, like how people see Jesus oh, right, and right, grilled the grilled cheese. Right. Oh, that's actually quite funny. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, a, it's a gay funny thing. Uh, but the whole meal was all cheese. You know, and I let me tell you, this is not a good idea. No, you probably won't be able to poop for a month. Oh my god! Then they had you know like onion soup, gratiné with cheese on top, and then they uh, had the. Yeah, I see what you mean. But they had a French thing, um, um, a gruget, Gruyere. It's a, it's like an, it's like a, a piece of bread, but it's it's made out of Gruyere cheese and egg, and they bake it, and it's kind of like hmm, a Gruyere, I think is what it was called. Um, damn it, I should have written it down. So that was kind of nice. Sounds like a croque monsieur. No, no, no. It, no, no. It wasn't a croque monsieur. It, but it was, it was. It looked a little bit like a croissant, only it was. It was. Uh, it was cheese. It was basically cheese. And then uh, to wind Statue it up, Statue of Liberty, <laughs> we had carved in cheese. <laughs> made of cheese. And then they had um, pear with uh, roquefort and uh, pear schnapps. So how many people were at this pear schnapps? Yeah, so how many people were at this shindig? About 20 people. Wow. And, uh, and so I do you have to do one now? No, 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 no. <laughs> Next year. Well, we'll do it since this is our lucky day. We got a house, John. We have a house. We've okay. been saved. We are in a 1917 house built in 1917. That's nice. In Travis Heights, the oldest neighborhood in Austin. Um, and it's, you know, it's right off South Congress. So it's, uh, it's is it a slum? Uh, it's spotty, <laughs> as we call it. Sketchy is the word. <laughs> no, spotty is the word we use. It's okay, spotty. spotty. Um, yeah, but it, uh, it it has everything we need, and we we were pretty much lying on the lady's doorstep. Yeah, because, you know, we've, we've been striking out. There's no inventory in Austin. There's there's literally just no No, houses. no, right now Texas is the hot spot and Austin oh. is at the, at the hub. And and we were just letting, you know, I, I signed a check right there. I said, you know, we'll do the contracts later. Here, cash this now. Um, so yeah, so we're we're very 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 happy, and uh, so we'll be moving over the course of the next uh, couple of weeks because uh, we have to be out of here by uh, the end of the month. Anyway, so that so that's really the good news. Um, but so in the course of this uh, it, the course of this dinner, I'm learning a whole bunch of things about Austin because these are all Austinites who were born and raised in Austin. And are you familiar with our movie? Was everybody gay? No, no. And, and uh, I was hoping there would be some hot lesbians. Uh, there were some women who came together to the, the dinner, but they weren't gay. So, oh, that's yeah. a shame. Bummer. I, mean, I know. I got I got gypped. Have you heard of the Moonlight Towers in Austin? No. So we have these. Uh, they were put up in the late 1800s. These uh, 15 foot. I'm sorry, 160, 165 foot towers that are spread out around the town, um, and they. They are meant to f- uh, be a facsimile of moonlight, and they function quite well, actually. I mean, it, it's like there's a, a full moon over Austin in town, and I'd never noticed this. I didn't know what the, that these towers existed, but they were pointed out to me last night. And these were put in place in 1885 after the servant g- girl annihilator uh, was... Uh, raging uh, rampant in Austin, Texas, killing servant girls. And he actually has a wiki page, the Servant Girl Annihilator. And he um, he was just killing servant girls. Um, started first black girls, then white girls. Like really, kind of like uh, Jack the Ripper style. In fact, it was the same time. Some people even think Jack the Ripper was the annihilator, that he got on a boat and went to London later. And because everyone was so freaked out about this guy, they put up these moon towers. 
Well, it turns out, looking at the uh, moonlight towers or lighting structures designed to illuminate the city at night, the structures were popular across the country. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they had an Austin, Detroit, New Orleans, New Orleans, uh, San Jose, uh, which I news to me. Yeah, I'd never heard of these. The and moonlight it looks tower. like there's still a bunch of them. Besides the one in Austin, I guess there's uh, San Jose had one, but they tore it down, and it was built in 1881. Yeah, which I believe was uh, this one was the era. This was the this was the early version of street lighting. Right. Right. Across the United States, they're most common in the 1880s, 1890s. Some places they were used, they were probably put in Austin because of this annihilator. Yes. Because yeah. they were maybe resistant, resisting I this, just love uh, the fact that they came up with the name for a serial killer in, in 1880 called no, the it's, None of this is new. Servant Girl Annihilator. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a show title, by the way. Servant, gr- Servant Girl Annihilator, coming to you soon, starring Jack Black. <laughs> Wow, that was really bad. So, did you get? Did you see these towers? Because yeah, apparently but, they're pretty. Because we were outside. How many are there? Uh, there's several. Uh, I think there's there's twenty or or twenty five in Austin. And the house that we were at, you know, they were saying, "Oh, there's there's a moonlight tower." I'm like, "What? It looks like this, there's a stadium nearby." No, no, no. It's, and then you look at it and you realize it's not a state. It's not stadium lighting. It's a moonlight tower. It's it's very different from stadium lighting. And I was like, oh, that, and then, you know, people were laying into this whole story. I'm like, okay. Uh, how tall is it? Because the one they're showing here in San Jose, when it was there, it's not there obviously anymore. One, two, three, four, five. It looks like it's about 15 stories high. It's like 160 feet high. It's high. Yeah, it's, well, it's up there. It's up there it's, for sure. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, so you know, there were some people there, and these are these are Austinites, you know. So you get the talking, and people, you know, are not generally happy with uh, what's going on in the world because you know that's why people live in Austin because they're all smart here. And then you know, eventually, after you know, they're 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 tired of fawning uh, over Mickey that she's so awesome and she's so beautiful and you know and she's talented. You know, then they finally uh, turn towards me like, and what do you do? Uh, and then, you know, my I'm a podcaster, <laughs> I'm a podcaster. I'm a, I'm a po- and I also, I, uh, I, yeah, I podcast. It's <laughs> like, it's almost like saying I'm a blogger. <laughs> I'm, I'm a blogger. I'm, a blo- I'm, I, I'm known in the blogging community. <laughs> yes. It's a conversation. <laughs> it's a conversation. <laughs> We're engaged in conversation. Yeah, I'm having a conversation with my community who are very engaged on the blog. I'm in the blogosphere. Yeah, this is a, this, that's kind of what it. So usually my stock answer is I have a couple of them depending on you know. So I didn't feel like saying government legislation analyst last night. Like uh, I did, some of these people might be legislation analysts who, for all I know, and uh, so you know I'm, I'm a bum. That's my, that's my bum. <laughs> and you know what Did people, you say that? Yeah, and people never question after I say that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, bum. yeah. Uh, well, okay, then. All right, great. Oh, gigolo, gigolo. <laughs> so, all right, Mickey, how are you doing again? <laughs> and, they're, and they're back to <laughs> <I'm> Mickey. bum. <laughs> yeah, it works. You just I'm, what are you? I'm a bum. Oh, okay. They don't question it. <laughs> I'm telling you, John, they don't question it. Now, a couple uh, couple uh, of people, whatever. you know, of course, this is why I get invited, is you know, the MTV thing. They don't thing. care. That's the reason. Yeah, but there's always people who remember from MTV, yeah, and people are like well, I remember you. You're you're not there anymore. Hey, it's been a while since I've seen you. I said, 
Yeah, well, you're an old fuck, that's why. It's 20 <laughs> years ago since I was on MTV, dude. 20, 20 years ago. But these people, are, it's the prime, it's the prime, you know, it's their prime. You see them literally go like, hey, they get giddy when they see me. Oh, like, I've seen that happen to this one guy. And I'm thinking, jeez. When he, when he looked at me? Oh, here's the Moonlight Tower in, no, we're at the, the, the restaurant once. Moonlight <laughs> Tower in Austin, this is a little different than the original ones. The original ones were big tripods. This is a straight up thing. Yeah, it's a re- it's like a water tower except there's no thing on top. There's a lighting on top. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's serious serious business, man. Huh. Serious business. Apparently in Austin, which is I guess has the uh most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh they had in 1976 they had one on 4th and nu- Nueces or Nueces. Nueces, Nueces, yeah, Nueces. We don't know how to Go pronounce on. it either. The one on Monroe Street and First is still there. Leland and Eastside is there. The First Street and Weller is gone, and they have them all. You still have one. You have about twenty of them or more. There's a ton of them. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Cool. But this old Austin is really two cool. towers have been destroyed in traffic accidents. <laughs> yeah. Two have been blown down by cyclones, and six victims of rust. <laughs> Oxidation strikes again. So we're uh, right down by the river. Um, very excited. Ah, mosquitoes. Oh, shh. Ixnay on the, in mosquito ace. Uh, and we have a widow's walk on the top of the house. Oh, nice. And so, it, it, unfortunately, there's not, you know, you have to like pull down an attic type ladder to get up there, but then you see the entire city, and this house is right in the path of the bats. Ooh. So you go up there on the walk as the bats come over the house. You're kidding. I'm going to charge for money for tickets. I'm coming. Down. Yeah. Now I am going to visit. Yeah, we're right in the bat path. How cool is that? So they come out from under the bridge. You see the city in the background, and and they fly right over the Do house. Do they crap all over the house? I know. They eat the mosquitoes, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, the way. Oh, that's true. You won't get any mosquitoes because no. of those bats. No, the bats are right there. So we're, no, but we're do all, they crap so. on the house? I didn't see any bat poop, uh, although I will point out I am not familiar with the site and structure of bat poop. Guano, it's called. Guano? Bat guano. Why isn't it called poop? Because it's guano is it's very useful as a nutrient. In mm. fact, it used to be bagged as guano and sold by the 50-pound sack. Mm, can people you, who wanted to beef up so their gardening. You, so you can ingest it? No, no, no. It's not for eating. It's for <laughs> oh. it's for gardening. <laughs> oh, well, good because that that's the only part of the house that's not so great. The house is the house is guano is quite tasty. <laughs> the 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 garden needs work. Ah, well, just the guano should help. Yeah, but it has a little greenhouse, a little mini greenhouse. So this is the perfect place for us. It really is. Uh, we're very very excited. You'll be uh, rousted in six months. <laughs> what do you mean, rousted? What are you talking about? We are selling the house. You must move. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, we have an ironclad contract on this one. We're not getting rousted out of this. Screw that. No. I wish I could could buy a place, but you know that's a joke. You know, a I don't have a down payment, and b you know no banks. They won't even give me money for a car. Hey, weren't you the guy who wanted the car and now you want a house? Are you insane? Are you insane? Get out of here. So, uh, anyway. Let's begin, let's begin the show. Yeah, yeah we should. Again, let, me, um, let me just say that, you know, the, the Pentagon, these guys are amazing. I am so impressed. You know, the news comes out. 
Uh, and it was, you know, it was mentioned here and there that the Pentagon is raising their cyber force, cyber force, cyber force, from 500 to at least 4,000, which, of course, you know, means 40,000 probably. And they're recruiting. They're everywhere. We, you know, we, we need to get some cyber. So, it, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast and you are a sysadmin or you can if you can do Pearl. Or Ruby on, I don't care. If you if admins are the best, really, you if you've been listening, then you already have a high paying job in in the government for the military as a contractor, most likely. If not, I'm going. This is the last time I'm going to tell you. This is where the big money is for you, and it, this is time. It's a bonanza. It's fantastic. And just to remind you, we have created this illusion that uh, uh, hackers are attacking. Our newspapers and Twitter. The social media giant Twitter says it has become the latest victim in a string of sophisticated hacking attacks. Sophisticated <laughs> hacking attacks. Sophisticated. Three newspapers. And yet exposing users' private information. Oh, John, my privates were exposed. Did you feel it? Experts believe the attack, which follows others launched against three of this country's largest launched. newspapers, launched. is the latest illustration of a dire need for more experts. With <laughs> training oh, to prevent them. Yay! NBC's justice correspondent Pete Williams has more tonight. This is worth listening to because it's, it's it really shows you what is going on that we have been predicting for years. At the offices of cyber watchdog Mandiant, computer security consultant for the Washington Post and New York Times. This is the company that apparently let the attack go through. A constant vigil keeps good watch work, for signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, they went, oh, this is really good. So they're going to have some douchebags from the company talking. I love this. These are, I mean, we know these kinds of douchebags. ...of attacks on them and other clients. The company also devises ways to stay a step ahead to block attempted intrusions from succeeding. There's always going to be some kind of gap that attackers can exploit. And very often we see companies haven't invested in responding to the fact that they will sustain a breach. And many times they're caught flat-footed when it occurs. Oh, it, it will happen. It is a fact. You will sustain a breach. With cyber attacks on the rise against banks, news organizations, social media, and the systems that keep the country going. I mean, does it get any better than that? I mean, banks. What social media for newspapers, we're under attack. There's a growing worry that the U.S. faces a serious shortage of people who know how to respond. It takes a thousand hours of hands-on work just like a pilot. Okay, I, excuse me. A thousand hours just like a pilot. No, 40 hours to get your license as a pilot, okay? Thousands of hours. It's just like being a pilot. It's dangerous work to carry the passengers safely from one side of the earth to the other. You can't be a good pilot unless you've actually flown an airplane under pressure. You can't be a good cyber person unless you've actually fought in cyberspace, either in a simulator or in the real world. Okay. <laughs> John, when's the last time you fought in the cyber world in a simulator or a real world situation? I've been in a real simula simulator, but... yeah. No, but cyber, you have to a fight. Cyber sim, what is that? He's talking about, you have, have you fought? Have oh, you wait, fought? I know it. Is, what, uh, is it Halo? Or I think it's World, it, uh, War of Worldcraft. World of Warcraft? I think, I, think, that's about. I think that's what he means. You fought. You have to that's fight. A, that's a, that's a, you're fighting in the World of Warcraft, fighting. and it's a simulator. Fight. Is that what he's talking yeah, about? Yeah, of course. Fighting in cyberspace. Fighting. We're fighting the hackers. The need is exploding. The Pentagon's U.S. Cyber oh, Command wait, is brought... Where did you get this thing? Is this CBS? NBC. No, it's NBC. Uh, NBC. You know, plans to bring 4,000... 
2,000 new computer security Woo! experts on board. Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano warns that the lack of experts nationwide is critical. Okay, now go and listen. They're coming to your campus. The tickets should be encrypted here or not. The University of Southern California is among a handful of the nation's colleges answering the call, preparing to offer a degree in cybersecurity. <laughs> let me let me guarantee you one thing. Do not go for the degree in cybersecurity. You're not going to get hired. All right? That's not the guys they're recruiting. Look for the challenges, the contests. Uh, this is how you get recruited. They put, you know, they put out contests all the time, like the Google Challenge, that kind of thing. That's where you want to be. You'll get recruited and hired for mucho buckos. For whatever uh, type of system that I'm going to develop for somebody, I'm going to make sure that it's secure. In the past, if your computer got attacked, maybe you were worried about slow startup speeds. Now they can actually affect your livelihood. Educators say it's essential to start building the cyber workforce earlier in cyber workforce schools and colleges, preparing for one part of the economy everyone agrees is expanding as the cyber threat spreads. Unbelievable. This is a, yeah, obviously you can see this one coming. This is going to be po overpopulated by the Indian bullcrappers. <laughs> oh, I'm here to like, protect your network. Uh, like. <laughs> like that guys that they brought in early, you know, the uh, CTO, Atik, and the other guy. Um, what? Who? You know, the guys, uh, Chopra and his buddy. Those oh, two, uh, 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 JJ, Vanjai. Uh, uh, yeah, we already forgot their names. They're so forgettable. <laughs> what but is anyway, that guy's those name? two guys are full of crap yeah. about the guy who's speaking COBOL and binary. <laughs> skip logic. Skip logic. Skip logic, the skip logic guy. So that's the kind of guys that are going to be all over the place. And so they'll be, but it won't matter because this is bullcrap. There's no need for this. And by the way, Twitter's hacked because apparently it turns out that Ruby essentially is damaged goods at the, in the kernel. It's, it's, oh, Ru the, Ru Ruby on Rails? Well, Ruby on Rails is a, is a, is a form of Ruby. Uh, but, uh, G Gupta? Yeah, no, yeah it's no good. It's no good. And Twitter really? is based on it. If it is, I think uh, isn't Ruby like built into the Mac OS? It doesn't doesn't the Mac OS ship with Ruby? Might I think it turns out to be at least according to everybody I'm talking to, uh, it's now known as a flawed product that can't be fixed. Wow! This is, well, thank you very much. This is news. Hello. So I I actually got one of those emails. Did you get an email that you've been hacked? No. No, I got one from who? From Twitter. They told you you get got, got yes. hacked. Yes, yeah. That, that I was one Maybe of the I lucky ones. Check. That I was one of the lucky ones. Hold on, I'll I'll read it to you. Yeah, wait a minute before you do. Who did? Well, who is it? Did it come from Twitter.com? It came from here. It is reset your password. Twitter. It came from Postmaster. You know, bogative whatever at Postmaster.twitter.com. And hold on a second. That's the reset. So uh, for uh, Twitter received a request to reset the password. Hold on a second. I got to go back to the search. Um, where is, um, hold on. It was, I got nothing. I got no letters. I got to go to, uh, no, I, cause they, they said it was like 250 people that this had happened to. Oh, and here you have a lousy password or no, 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 no. Something like, you know, I am great or something. Twitter believes that out. Twitter, no, Twitter believes your account may have been compromised by a website or service not associated with Twitter. Um, crap, where is the email? Because they had an email about... Uh, Here's the last note I got from Twitter. 
Do you know MC Hammer, <laughs> Jen, and Eric Kotecki? <laughs> no, MC Hammer. That's <laughs> what it says. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Hold on. Let me just see if I can find this. Twitter. Hi, by the way, you can go in your settings, everyone who uses Twitter, and turn off all these notifications. They keep sending you stupid crap. Yeah. Well, this is why it's kind of hard for me to find because... I, well, so, um, wow, how come I, oh, maybe it's here. Damn, this is annoying. Uh, Twitter. <sighs> well, now I can't find it. Well, that's okay. Well, but, but they said that, like, my salted, like, my salted password had possibly been accessed. You're salted. Yeah, that's why I, I thought I saved this message. This what does what, this mean, salted? Yeah, like the the password had been like a salted password. Assaulted? No, not assaulted. Salted. Like salted, like table salted? Yeah, that was the. Oh. What does that even mean? Well, hold on, I'm trying to find this for you so that we can talk about this. I'm I'm feeling stupid now that I can't find it because I I know I saved it. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Okay, well, look for it in the background. <laughs> in the background? <laughs> what, while I'm... Do, you know, while, while I'm talking, while just the, go do something else, the, you know, so you don't understand the words. While the other Adam Curry is working on stuff? Um, just, all right, I don't know where this is. Damn it. Yeah, there was something about my salted, my salted password that may have been accessed. And, then, and what's funny is I go in to reset my password... And I don't remember what my password is, so I do one of my passwords. And it goes, oh, you can't use that password. It's the same as the old one. I'm like, well, gee, so they still have the old password on file. The whole thing is bogative. I don't, I don't believe this for a second. Well, it could be. I mean, I got ah, hacked on Twitter please. once. And people started sending out, hey, go buy the, oh, the join the Popeil Club. No, I've, had, I've had that happen, too. But, but you know, th they said they had a breach of the system. That's a little no. different. What kind of information does anyone store on Twitter that's important? <laughs> private. Private info. Hey, oh, while we're on social networks, Mickey. No, wait. Before you go there, while we're, you're on talking about the Pentagon, the Defense Department, let's play the little Chuck Hagel clip. By the way, it sounds like an alcoholic. I hate to say this, but he just sounds <laughs> drunk. And, when you, and he looks terrible. Big bags under his eyes. Mm. This guy's going to be a new Department of Defense uh, secretary. Yes. Now here he is answering questions. I don't know. I can't give you an example. By the way, I've just been handed a note that I uh, 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 misspoke and said I supported <laughs> the president's position on containment. <laughs> if I said that, it meant to say that I obviously his position on containment, we don't have a position on containment. The question is, were you right or wrong? That's a pretty straightforward question. Well, I, I, I would like to answer whether you're right or wrong, and then you are free to elaborate. Well, I'm not going to give you a, a yes or no uh, answer. Shut up, slave. Yeah, this guy is no good. Why he is no good? Why was he chosen? I mean, what, who, who in his right mind? He's his, <laughs> why? Why was he chosen to be? This is supposed to the guy who's supposed to be the Secretary of Defense. Now, I didn't like Panetta. You know, he's a total a hole, uh, uh, brown people and sand killer. But uh, this guy, I mean, are we supposed? Is he, is he like a pacifist? Is he supposed to be the new and improved? Like we're going to withdraw from Afghanistan? We're you know we're we're you know less wars? Is this is this what the guy is supposed to be? Is that why well, they I, take? There's some evidence of that, but nobody likes him. He he looks like he's never gotten an hours of sleep in his life. 
and he sounds like he's like he's you know he sounds in, like he's in the uh, what is it what do you call when somebody's in the bag he sounds drunk hammered sounds hammered that's it he sounds, I can't come up with the word hammered hegel i try hammered hegel hammered uh, hegel <laughs> he sounds hammered really oh, that's interesting yeah hey. oh, poor dude oh, well yeah well, but just, you know, but Carrie slipped if you get by. It, by the way go testify for commerce or congress get hammered yeah. and do it <laughs> you might as well but uh, yeah. hegel uh, he just slipped by i mean uh, uh, Carrie, i mean he just went he went right through. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you can't really complain about Kerry. And, he, and it's kind of a secret weapon. He can go out and bore you. Can you imagine him? <laughs> he can bore you to meetings. <laughs> he's just there. And just, he, they're, they're gonna, every nation will capitulate to all of our desires if they don't send Kerry. We'll do what you say. We'll do whatever you want. Just so, don't send that guy yeah, again. Please, he can't please. stop talking. His head is so big. It's long. It's a go away it's with so that. Long that your thing. head and he just <laughs> talks so <laughs> slow. <laughs> You know, I'm really, I I have to say, I'm really going to miss Hillary. I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, this is, this is people don't realize this is, this is hurting the show. You know, it's not hurting the show at all, because it seems as if, if you listen to these clips, I got this show that was, what was it called? Bonnie Herbe. To the contrary, it's on PBS. It's a horrible, horrible show with this host that is the worst woman in history. She's terrible. <laughs> the worst woman in history. Yes, I think so. Okay. Just so of all started, women. This is, this is the way the show began, the Hillary intro. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can't wait. This week, an interview with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. I sat down with her to talk about her incredible legacy for women and girls. You have changed the world for women and girls. Where did your passion for this issue come from? I think it came from my childhood. Uh, it probably came from... Uh, learning about the difficult childhood my mother had and how important it was for girls to be given the same opportunities as boys. I think it came from my own experience as a kind of tomboy uh, playing uh, in the neighborhood and uh, hearing every so often, well, you know, girls can't play. Uh, it probably uh, was something that uh, was uh, really a part okay, of the atmosphere it, that it, I grew up in. Uh, 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 uh. She can't stop saying ah. Uh. So here's the thing. Here's an interesting thing in this little clip. I have three of these clips, but this one, this woman says Hillary Clinton said this Urbe woman. She says Hillary Clinton uh, has done more for women and girls, which is a meme, by the way. They always the two of them keeps constantly saying women and girls, women yeah. and girls, women and girls. Yeah. And I'm I, I, maybe I could ask you, but I'm not absolutely sure what the point of that is. Oh, well, but they do it constantly. Well, um, so well, this is a big thing. This is all part of the you know the women drinking thing, you know, women in combat. You know, it's like them bitches taking over, John. We are on the down low. We're going out, boy. That's what's happening. Well, anyway, so yeah, I actually agree with what you just said. I'm actually, if you if you've watched this whole thing, I would kind of be in agreement because when they start going into these international uh, women in power, they're trying to make it. This is actually a 
the beginning salvo of Hillary's run for for the presidency. Yeah. And so she is emphasizing all these international leaders who are all women to get everybody into the mood. That, yeah, that's common. And so we should just put Hillary in. But but the, the, the little thing in here was a little uh, the question. The central question is kind of uh, trick, which she says Hillary's done more for women and girls, blah, blah, blah. Well, how did you get involved in this issue? What issue? If you listen to this clip, she says, Hillary, how did you get involved in this issue? Yeah. Women and girls are objects. They're not an issue in and of themselves. Women and girls, did you know, I'm helping women and girls. Well, what issue? What's the issue? Where's an issue? I don't know what is the issue. Well, they're they're suppressed, and uh, no one likes no, women and girls. Expressed. We don't like women and girls. Women and girls, bad. It was never expressed that there were anything other than just women and girls, and there was an issue, but the issue was never ver- uh, verbalized what the issue in is, any way, right. shape, or form. There well, is no issue. Well, it's a, it's a it's a it's a full Adam, a, a full Adam, issue. Yes? Adam, I, I know you like to talk a lot. How'd you get involved in this issue? Well, um, what issue? <laughs> why doesn't why don't you? That's what you're supposed to. What issue? What are you talking about? What is the issue? I, there's no issue. That's the point. I think the issue that um, you know, it, it the, the it's, it's a it's the unspeakable issue. There you go. It's the unspeakable <laughs> issue that women are uh, clearly lesser than men in the world. They are they are suppressed uh, throughout the world, and this is a fact. The fact, John. Don't even have to talk about the issue because it's a fact, and you know it. Everybody knows this fact. The central question is: so do, women and girls are suppressed. So, what do we do on, uh, on these other clips? So play one of these. I like these. Oh, let me what, see what, what we, we got. got here. Hillary is a. How about more fawning? Fawning. I want this. Fawning is a good one. Fawning. You went from being as you know much maligned as first lady by the right wing. Maligned. Maligned. No. She wasn't maligned by the right wing. Maligned. Okay. To being the most respected woman in America. And oh, hold what? on, hold on. Hey, excuse me, the most respected woman in America? No. That would always be Oprah. Okay? Go away. Perhaps the most famous woman in the world. What does that feel like for you personally? <laughs> I really don't think about it. I, I feel yeah. like I've... It's true, but I don't think about it. Wow. I've been the same person my entire life. I hope I've learned some things. I hope I've become uh, more effective uh, in doing what I believe in doing. Uh, but I think I've been oh. pretty consistent uh, in my, uh, my professional and public activities. Uh, so I don't think about that. What I think about is how can I best uh, use my talents and harness the talents of others here at home and around the world uh, to keep trying to, uh, you know, provide the same opportunities that I took for granted as that little girl uh, all those years ago uh, growing up in my neighborhood. I, I am so grateful for uh, the life I've lived and the opportunities I've had, and I meet the most amazing girls and women everywhere. <laughs> and then I eat them! <laughs> so, uh... This, this, this is a clip. You have your opportunity. You should have nailed it. <laughs> I can't play it. I mean, I could play it every single second. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. So um, let me uh, let me interject a little clip that we didn't play or talk about on on Thursday show. This whole media love fest of Obama and Clinton. They were the celebrities of the entire twenty four hour news cycle. 
love fest. The president and Hillary Clinton in a revealing and rare joint interview has everyone reading the tea leaves. We're both gluttons for punishment. And was his high praise a first sign that she is his pick for 2016? From the moment they sat down to talk with CBS News 60 Minutes, President Obama and Secretary Clinton seemed like they'd been the best of friends for decades. This is um, extra, extra. No, this is the total. It's show business. It's show business for ugly people, and they're not even that ugly. Well, you know, obviously, what's going on here, and you're, we're going to see this. This is why I don't think Hillary's out of the picture for the show. We're going to not. There won't be a week that goes by where Hillary's not somehow in the news. And I think what it is, she's so paranoid because she lost to Obama, you know, a few years back. Mm. She's she wants to maintain her. You know, she doesn't want to stay as secretary of state because she has to start organizing a campaign. Mm. And but the campaign really shouldn't begin until 20, uh, you know, for 2014, maybe or 2015, probably 15. Mm -hmm. And but she she she's fearful because she's so freaked about losing to Obama the first time that she thinks that she can maintain her secretary of state status. Right. In the public eye and maintain her herself in the public eye and kind of coast to the presidency. But I think she's going to burn, burn. I think she's going to burn out the audience. She's going to be, oh, not her again. Oh God, is this? Can this woman get off the stage? It's uh, and I think she's right now because it's began. It's begun too early. She's already blowing it. Yeah, interesting. And Biden, by the way, can't be too happy about this. He actually would like to run for president. Yeah, he's he's going to be very. Uh, he's going to be very problematic. I agree. I agree. Well, she, you know, she's sixty nine. She's swazzle enough right now, and uh, no, wait, no, she's not. She's she, no, she's not. Uh, 60, I think she is five, isn't she? I thought she was sixty. I thought she was older than sixty five. I think she's going to be sixty nine when she. Uh, oh, when she when she comes into office. Well, let's take a look. Let's just don't. Be, I know what know. we have to do. The book of knowledge. And while you're in there, can you see if um, how tall she is? No height. But she was she's sixty five. She was born in forty seven. Okay, so, so she, she'll be sixty nine. Swaz enough. And uh, hmm, interesting, interesting. No height. No height. I, I have a feeling she's not tiny. I don't think she's too tall. I think she's probably five eight. Hmm. Interesting. We need to get her height. Somebody out there. <laughs> and then somebody has to put it in the book of knowledge. Yes. The, uh, entry. Yeah. Or just just make something. Do four foot nine and put it in there now. <laughs> Yeah, until somebody corrects it. Actually, so, that's not a bad idea. That's funny, right? We should put that in there, see what she yeah, comes back with. Bogative height. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's not in there. No. And I, I still cannot find this. I'm, I'm so pissed at myself. I saved this Twitter thing because I was like, oh, this is interesting. I was one of the 250,000 who apparently, you know, got well, hacked or whatever. Yeah, well, you apparently your emails hacked too, and they took it, the message back. They took it right away. So before we continue, I want to say hello, Adam Curry. Well, hello, John C. Dvorak, and in the morning to you. Well, in the morning to you, and in the morning to all <laughs> ships and sea boots on the ground, feet in the air, <laughs> subs in the water, and the knights in uh, dames. Yeah, and uh, and if you got your, your your ankles in stirrups, we're in the morning to you as well. And uh, to all of the human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, and all the human resources who successfully put Miss Mickey on the cover of the new Dutch photography uh, book with our like campaign. 
Congratulations. Yes. So she won. Yeah, by by like thousands, thousands of likes. Oh, well, that's, that looks rigged. No, not at all. Especially when the comments are like, ITM, Millicent. Yeah, no, that. <laughs> ITM. So, but it worked. It worked. Thank you all very much. That, that was fantastic. And thank you, Martin JJ, for the artwork on uh, the previous uh, the previous episode of uh, the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe. Uh, that was episode 483. Today we are on episode 484, a nice palindrome, which once again we forgot to even mention. <laughs> Way to go, a team. Yeah. Way to go. And uh, um, Just plug along. Oh, look what we missed. Yeah. Do we, do we have a uh, – I think we, we do have uh, some people who are producing today's episode. Uh, we are very similar to the Hollywood model, except uh, no actresses to bang, no douchebag executives. Uh, the only thing we do is uh, we gladly credit the executive producers and associate executive producers of each individual episode who um, contribute – uh, money to actually produce the program. Uh, it, and the only thing we don't do is uh, commercials and, and product placement. We don't have actresses to bang? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I know. Why are we even in this business? Why are we doing this? We're this dumb. Is crazy. <laughs> we are dumb. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's a actually, shame. let me, you know, before we thank our executive producers, I would like to play. Now, this was caught early on by uh, by some of our uh, our producers out there. Our listeners are producers in general. Um, on the National Treasure, NPR interviewed the CEO of Wikimedia and uh, Wikimedia, who produced Wikipedia. And this was an outstanding. You really have to listen to this because, of course, we know the model for NPR is. Uh, advertising or underwriting or whatever you want to call it. We've known this for a long time. And even last night at the dinner, you know, I'm like, you know, so how does NPR get funded? Oh, it's it's by the listeners. I'm like, really? Do you hear every 15 minutes? Do you hear something? Uh, weather report? No. How about, um, you know, an ad where they say car talk is brought to you by Pete's auto dealership which is a local Austin dealership. It's advertising for a local local business. And then there's national spots, but they just call it underwriting and support. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Wikipedia, do you know how they make their money, John? Uh, I would hope that they have huge corporate interest giving them money. <laughs> To keep the huge corporate interest from getting slammed in the Wikipedia, you've got to listen. This is a it's a it, it's a little more than two minutes, so it's a little long, but it's well worth it. And we'll have to discuss as it goes along. And this is one of these uh, one of these people who very much like the Silicon Valley type say right after everything just to accentuate. You know, I'm really good, right? And uh, well, we know fact, of course, that the No Agenda Show is the best podcast in the universe, right? And that your name is John C. Dvorak, right? And I'm Adam Curry, and uh, I'm a loser, right? But Wikipedia is brought to us by the Wikimedia Foundation. Sue Gardner is the executive director, and she is the lucky winner on today's installment of Conversations from the Corner Office. So I guess it's a prize if you're on the show. That's a good. I like that gag. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> you're the lucky winner of today's <laughs> lucky of the winner. Day. That's why you paid nothing. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. You know, What's so it occurred. Again? I'm sorry. Stop. Yeah. What was her name? Susan. What? Uh, 
I just wanted to look her up while I'm listening. Yeah, let's listen again. I forgot. Wikimedia Foundation. Sue Gardner is Sue Gardner is the executive director, and she is the lucky winner on today's installment of Conversations from the Corner Office. Sue, it's good to have you with us. Thank you. You know, so it occurred to me as I was thinking about talking to you that um, you guys and, and, and public radio kind of have a similar business model, right? You create all this content, and then you have to go out and ask for money to help support it. So, so, oh. so whew, heads are whipping around in cars all across Gitmo Nation as no agenda producers are turning up their knobs. Let's listen to this one. This is going to be great. You have the same business model. It's like you don't sell ads. You just ask people to support you, Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, it's funny. I come from the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And it was funny that I did make my way to a kind of NPR-esque model. It's different from the CBC, but it's how American public broadcasters support them. Yeah, we just ask people who like us to give us money. How's it working for you? I mean, how much time do you spend out there, you know, on the hustings? And so this guy's such an a-hole that he knows that they they sell ads. He's like, how's that working out for you, stupid idiot? <laughs> how's that working out for you? The guy does sound douchey as funny. Oh, hey, how's that working out for you? It's fantastic. Practically none. I mean, it's amazing. We do an annual annual campaign every winter and this year we made 2.7 million dollars a day up stop the press whoa 2.7 million dollars a day holy crap and, 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 but that's during their campaign their campaign i think lasts for a month it's on for a long time so they're doing 50 million bucks well in t- 2011 she had a salary of 196 grand oh fuck 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 wait a minute if this is a foundation uh, do they have a form 990 uh, oh, my they goodness. Must. Wikipedia, Wikimedia Foundation has got to have a Form 990. Okay, let's continue to listen to this great interview. From 430K wow. a day last year, so it's going really, really well. What? They went from 430,000 a day to 2.7 million a day. A day, John. Wow. That's what you have when you have reach. <sighs> you, you totally need to call your local public radio station. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the wikipedia.org homepage uh, here mm. in the studio as we're talking and uh, you know it's it's the one that lists all the various languages that, you- I, that so this is a little off topic but I just want I left this in so you can hear her say right 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 you guys have uh, wikipedia's in and it is uh, first of all overwhelmingly english uh, overwhelmingly western um, not a whole lot of minority representation there I mean what are you guys doing to sort of broaden the bandwidth as it were of of wikipedia and what you guys do yeah wikipedia is actually available in 286 languages right so it's pretty much available in every language that is spoken by a reasonably large number of people around the world i mean it's available in languages like cree for example queef what language does he say cree i think the indian language <laughs> I <he> said queef <laughs> i speak queef but you're right when you say that um english is the most edited right and yeah. people in developing countries tend to be um, disproportionately editors. But still, we aspire to broaden out the diversity of the folks who are contributing to Wikipedia folks. so that it will be better folks. and richer and stronger and smarter and more useful for smarter. people. Sm- smarter. Here's another problem for you guys. And, and you wrote this in, in an op-ed in the L.A. Times uh, yeah. the other day. Um, nine out of ten Wikipedians, as you call them, are men, which can't be good for diversity. Yeah, it's not good at all. It's actually the... the, the 
single thing that kind of troubles me most about our editing community, right? It stems from, I think, the origins of the project. So when people were first interacting online in 2001, the folks who were interacting online tended to skew heavily, heavily male. So we started there. So we badly want to recruit more women. We have a number of activities designed to do it. Here's Here it comes. Here it comes, John. Are you sitting down? Yes. Uh, another thing that will appeal to the public radio uh, aficionado in you uh, and the sensitivity uh, of what I'm about to talk about. Um, mm. When are you going to start putting ads on Wikipedia to pay for things? Sorry, what? When are you going to start putting ads, or as we call them in public radio, underwriting? As we call them in public radio, yep. underwriting. Yeah. Underwriting. But her answer is equally as stunning. On uh, uh, Wikipedia to start paying Wh- for things. When are we going to start doing that? Yeah. We're never going to do that. <laughs> never. Pos- no. Never's, our a, pos- never's a long time, Sue. Yeah, and we do hedge a tiny little bit, right? Oh. Like if it were a choice of putting ads on Wikipedia or shutting down Wikipedia, we would then very reluctantly consider putting ads on Wikipedia. Okay, lovely. Um, Wikimedia Foundation in 2011, um, as they have filed their Form 990 uh, timely. Are they keeping it up to date, unlike the Clinton Foundation? Yes, uh, they have uh, filed in time. This is 2011, so they're, uh, they're okay. $27.191 million of income. That's nice. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I, I, I more power to them. Let me see what, uh, let me see what people are making over there. So, um, Sue Gardner, 196,878. Veronique Kessler, the CFO. These are decent. These are okay salaries. For CFO, 135K is, is, is actually on the low side. Yeah, but he only works once a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, the deputy director. Yeah, she's just signing a check for the servers. Yeah. And the public is the one that does all the work. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, their total salaries and wages. Is five point five million. So, because you know, I, th- I guess they're they're paying a lot of the uh, a lot of the editors now. Yeah, I, mean, I think you'd have to eventually yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, I have to say that was, as much as we use it, uh, just to do some fact checking, even though it's fact. not a, it's not a great source. <laughs> yeah, I say it's fine. They should make all the money they can. No, I, uh, I I'm in agreement. How funny this is! It's but I just think the killer is that the, the, the NPR guy. Yeah, like once again confirming our uh, yeah. the other NPR person yeah. that you know advertising whatever you want to call it. Interesting. I'm sorry. This is their nine. This is their. They filed 2011 as their 2010. That's weird. That's uh. So they haven't filed form. I'm sorry. They have not filed a 2011 yet. Oh, well, she's making more money then. Must be. Well, if she was doing $2.7 million a day, their campaign runs for a lot longer than 10 days. So. No, hmm. she said a month, didn't she? No, I said a month. Well, either, oh. either way, uh, as we call it in, uh, in, in public radio, we call uh, advertising, we call underwriting. <laughs> Please. Please. Well, let's, talk, let's thank some of our underwriters, John. Yeah, we got some. We got some underwriters. Hey, we call them producers. That's right, executive producers, no less. You know, the, well, what, we got what they one, two, three. It looks like uh, maybe f- we have enough today. That's for sure. 
four Oops. executive producers. We we're back good. on track. This is what it should be. This is what it should be. This is this is this is this is good. Howard Johnson in Gloucester, Ontario, uh, came in with five hundred ninety-six dollars and sixty-seven cents. He'll be an executive producer. Just listen to JCD's rant on the show four fifty-eight, which is whew, wow. that was a while back. What was that rant all about? That's the one where I moaned and groaned about stuff. Oh, so this brings me up to value to value for five hundred shows and hence a night. Uh, get with the program, boners and douchebags. He would like a Parliament mumble, a little girl, yay, karma. Yay! All right. You've got karma. Thank you very much, and he will be knighted today, Sir Hojo. Hojo. <laughs> Sir Hojo. Michael Pettigrew uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I think there's rockets there. 369. Uh, dear John and Adam, have donated three sixty nine as a three six nine damn girl fine, three six nine damn girl fine. Nice uh, donation for my smoking hot wife Amy. Send pictures. Our four year anniversary is the fourteenth of February, and since she is Aww. a few episodes behind, they got married on Valentine's Day, John. Ah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm eliciting response. You know, that what's interesting, I think what he's done here by by wisely getting married on Valentine's Day is cut out of the equation one extra one, day one of extra, giving. <laughs> one extra bullcrap is the commerce day. One extra bullcrap day. <laughs> the guy's a genius. He's Where's a genius. my Valentine's? Where is it? He's a genius. He is. This is a genius, Michael. Genius. I'm sure the wife, she hasn't caught up to this yet. Maybe she'll hear it. And she'll, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I've been scammed out of an extra gift. <laughs> I've been scammed out of a gift. Our four-year-old anniversary, the 14th of February. And since she is a few episodes behind, I hope she hears this around then. Uh, next to this podcast, and she's going to want candy. Next to this podcast, she is the most underappreciated genius of our time. Oh, this guy's good. I love this. (laughs) Can I get a few jingles that represent a typical day at at her work as a scientist? Boss, what are you learning? Amy, I have information, man. New shit has come to light. Boss, shut up, slave. <laughs> okay, the what are you learning thing is uh, uh, Wolf Blitzer. Uh, wait a minute, do I still have that somewhere? I wasn't prepared for that. Hold on a second. Crap. What was it? Wasn't that from the last show? Yeah, I think it was. No, it was. Um, no, it wasn't. It was uh, about the lip sync. Uh, yeah, what are you learning about the lip sync? Beyonce. Uh, I'm, I'm a little. She'll be singing at the Super Bowl, and we'll all have our eyes Did on you her. See, for that. While, while I'm looking for this clip, did you see, by the way, how? How shame shamelessly um, Beyonce and the NFL pimped the national anthem to to promote the damn Super Bowl? Did you see this? This is this is marketing at its best. I study it. I know, but it was it was shameful. It was nobody sh- sees it that way. And and by the way. Sorry, but Beyonce wasn't all that great doing that national anthem on stage. I'm sorry, it just wasn't that great. No, she needs to. She needs to be in the studio with a lot of uh, with Jay Z. Like just pieces of gear you've got over there. <laughs> like what? my auto tune. of them. My auto tune. I mean, basically, I a bunch I, of auto tune, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. You name it, load it up. I actually sound like a hamster in real life, but the, but I auto I auto tune myself. <laughs> I can't can't find the what are you learning, but I've got the other ones. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. Shut up, slave. 
There we go. You've got karma. I'm sorry, I wasn't able to get you the uh, what are you That's learning? Cool. But but we talked about it enough. What are you learning? It's a stretch. What are you learning? Brian Rubinton in New York City. Here's three thirty three thirty three three straight from the vampire squid's tentacles to your pockets. Ooh. Please enjoy the fookers and blow. Wish a merry dedouching after five long and douchey years. He hasn't given, I guess. And give my brother Evan a shot of karma. He needs a job. So it sounds like Brian works for uh, the Goldmans? Could be. Yeah, straight from the vampire squid's tentacles. Dedouching for you, sir. You've been dedouched. And the karma for your brother Evan. You've got... Karma. Hope he gets a job. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Only the Goldman guys really understand the thirty-three, thirty-three. I mean, they're in on that. They, they, yeah, they yeah, know. Yeah. They actually know what it means. <laughs> Monica, you're right. When we don't, we just notice it. <laughs> yeah. Monica Lansing in Drayton Valley, Alberta, I guess. Uh, three thirty-three, thirty-three. Uh, I asked for some cash karma a few weeks ago with the promise to send more money if the karma worked. Well, it did. Hey now. So sending another donation. Keep up the great work. Please send some Huntsman karma to all of today's donators. You've got karma. This is uh, Parker Snyder, Grand Prairie, Texas, comes in an executive, uh, associate executive, produced $209.67. Kettle, this is the pot calling. 69.69 times 2 constitutes my donation amount this week. Well, I don't know about you, but 69, 69 times 2 doesn't seem to add up to $209.67, but okay. I have been a listener since episode 1 and was a periodic donor, and remember the day I recorded the bumper portion for episode 99 and was elated when I heard it. Now, since then, I finished my surgery, seven wow. of them since episode 99. Wow. I can finally help re fill the coffers for crackpot and buzzkill i'm beginning a new journey towards knighthood for myself and my son and want to show want the show to help i want the show to help succeed into the years my son can recognize how real so my son can recognize how real journalism works to adam dallas is a really nice place and in the event you truly are left with nowhere to turn you can always have an emergency bunker in dallas you nice. can count on to live out of a zero cost. Hey, hey. As it would be my honor to facilitate your continued success Aww. for you and Miss Mickey. It may not be amazing, but it's 3,000 square foot home, Whoa. of which my wife, son, and I, you only use three Hold rooms. Hold on, huh? Mickey, pack up the trunk. <laughs> Leaving the rest for a refugee. <laughs> uh, I would like some karma for me and both of you for the best show in the universe. Oh, that's very well. Actually, I'll give you a, a kettle uh, and pot uh, karma. Is that what you talked about there? So, hello, kettle. This is the pot calling. You've got karma. That's very, very kind. Thank you. That's very. Kind. We also we have a root cellar. Ooh, in you a new grow house. mushrooms in a root cellar. Yeah, or I could, it would be the new bunker. I, I would grow a chanterelles because they're the safest mushroom to grow. They're very identifiable, never going to be poisonous. Chanterelles. Yes, the chanterelle mushroom. Delicious. Oh. Gene Naftuliev in hey, Frisco, Sir Texas. Sir Gene. Sir Gene's not listening to Sir. <laughs> it is. I forgot to mention, John. Happy Ram Day. Yes, today is Rand Day. So if you get a present, I'm going to PayPal a, a donation, but with the text C note, this is the note. So I'd like a happy birthday for for somebody named Ann Rand. I guess he's married to her. 
on the birthday call out and his, this quote. See if John knows where it's from or who said it. Civilization is the process of setting man free from men. It's from the Fountainhead, which John claims to have read along with Atlas. Right hold there, on. read it. And I'm going to tell you this. Wait, hold, on, hold on one second. Fact is, Buzzkill Jr., you're not supposed to put the answer to the quiz for John in the spreadsheet. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> He's shilling on your side. He's were, you know, he, he, I'll short him on the rib dinner, you know. <laughs> because the, the whole idea was, you always say, well, I read The Fountainhead. And I, the, and but was, the book is like 1,200 pages. I'm supposed to remember every quote in it? Yes. Well, yeah, if I was nuts. <laughs> and this, by the way, is a 20202 because Ayn Rand's birthday was on uh, 202, 022, uh, February the 2nd. So that, that makes it yeah, super nice. one maniac remembered this. Here we go, Sir Gene. Atlas Shrugged. By Ayn Rand. Oh, did you do something like a, a noise? Because I cut your mic off. Ross Owen in Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. 201.39. Another associate. First time donor. Can't wait to put the producer credit on my resume. Please give me a much needed shout out to my website, Pasta Run Music. Dot com. Pasta Run Music dot com. Oh, let me check that it's out. It's the no agenda of the music business in that it is the best blog in the universe. Please give me some karma on my quest to quit smoking. Huh. And thank you for making me distrustful and paranoid. <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to do that. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm looking at Pasta Run Music right now. Um, so let me say about your smoking. Get your grains. Pasta Run Music. That's a nice looking web page, by the way. Give me his karma. Yeah, I'm just looking at this for a second. Give me, give me a moment. So I gotta give him some karma. Here it is. I got check. Yeah, it's nice. You've got karma. Um, you know what? Smoke. Just quit. Uh, John, how, whole turkey. How 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 much of a smoker was I? You were terrible. What does that mean? You were to the point you're rolling your own, so you're getting the highest grade strong tobacco. And uh, and uh, did you ever actually see me without a a, a cigarette in my mouth? Yeah, it wasn't in your mouth, but it was over in the area. It was in the vicinity of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. you, weren't, was... you weren't the type that talked with a cigarette in your mouth. That's the worst. No. You know, you just got to and you got an area of the, t of the t teeth that are blackened by but, smoke. You but where, where would we have meetings, you and I? Outside. Why? Because you had to be smoking yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if we went to dinner, what would invariably happen at dinner? You had to smoke. Yeah, and I'd go outside and smoke. I was, I've been a smoker for... 33 years, rolling my own, and uh, I just quit. I just said, no mas. I'm no longer a slave to the man. Uh, of course, my lovely wife quit with me, and that was our wedding gift to each other. There's something about that. Because, you know, it's like, if you then start smoking again, then you're a total a-hole. Because then you, like, took back the wedding gift. That's a good bit. Right? Yeah, it's a, little, it's a cute little idea. And so we both quit. But it was, you know, the first two weeks were hard. And I went, I quit on a Wednesday, and we had the show on Thursday, and, and, and smoking during the show was really my thing. I mean, people don't realize it, but all that bitching and moaning about, oh, I hear your lighter clicking. Stop clicking your lighter. Your lighter's clicking. I don't get a million people saying, hey, man, that's great. You, uh... That's great that you uh, that you uh, that you stop smoking. I don't hear your lighter click. No, no one's emailing me that, of course. Uh, and so, uh, so it's two weeks is hard, uh, but then you know I, it goes in fours for me. It's like four days. 
hey, now all of a sudden we've done four weeks, then we've done four months, and it might as well be four years or four decades. So now we are now at, uh, we're in our sixth month, half a year. Half a year smoke-free. That's uh, And all they do is talk about it. No, I don't talk about it. That's Andrew, bull crap. Uh, onward. Anyway, yeah, he's probably right. Just go cold turkey and just gut it out. Yeah. Just, What's and, the, what, what is it like when you go cold turkey? You get the shakes? No. No. You do uh, like to uh, suck penis more. Onward. Andrew <laughs> Horace, or Harms, I'm sorry, Andrew Harms from Great Bend, Kansas, comes in as our last associate executive producer, checking in with some value for value. Great work, guys. Uh, no requests, uh, Andrew Harms. KC0WII. That's right. KF5SLN says, how did you, 73 is to you. Okay, that'll conclude our uh, executive producer, associate executive producer segment. We want to thank all these people for helping produce this show, show 484, a memorable number. Uh, and make sure to go to Dvorak.org slash NA to continue the support. And also channeldvorak.com slash NA, noagendanation.com and noagendashow.com have buttons you can click on and hopefully go to Dvorak.org slash yeah. NA. And, you know, don't leave us hanging, you know. It's like you definitely got to keep the support going. Uh, so we can, uh, what is that? What are you, are these jingle bells I'm hearing? No, no, the jingle bells, I've retired. This is a tambourine. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Of course, you can always help us out very simply by going out and propagating the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Hey, citizen. Uh, so I'd like to talk about the New World Order for a moment, if you don't mind. Uh, this will, I love talking about the New World Order. <laughs> this will also wrap up our international, uh, our uh, Hillary, uh, Hillary Lucifer, Rodham, Clippity-Clop, Clinton uh, segment. And uh, we probably should just do a little uh, Clippity-Clop for her. Uh, since we won't be doing it that often, I'm afraid. The message is clear. That's right. That's right. So she was speaking um, at her favorite drinking club, the Council on Foreign Relations, which, of course, is totally my favorite drinking club, A, because they won't allow me in it, and B, it's where people decide what the New World Order is going to do to ruin our world. And so a very interesting speech, and I encourage everyone to listen to the in, in its entirety because it is full of elitism and America, F.A., and, you know, we're just going to go and kill everybody and run the world. That's pretty much seriously what her speech is about. You can find it in the show notes, 484.nashownotes.com. Uh, but I did pull a little clip here. Um, which uh, shows how she, as our future president, is a member of the New World Order Illuminati and plans to continue the destruction of the Earth. At the same time, we face challenges from financial contagion to climate change to human and wildlife trafficking that spill across borders and defy unilateral solutions. As President Obama has said, the old post-war architecture is crumbling under the weight of new threats. I love this. This is, this is great. We're cr it's crumbling, John. It is crumbling away. So the geometry of global power has become more distributed and diffuse as the challenges we face have become more complex and cross-cutting. 
So the question we ask ourselves every day is what does this mean for America? <laughs> every day I get up too and I think, what does it all mean for America? Not what does it mean for humanity or for the children, but what does it mean for America, my America? And then we go on to say, how can we advance our own interests and also uphold? <laughs> how can we go kill some people so we can <laughs> go steal their crap? A just rules-based international order. There you go. That's it. A just rules-based international order. Shut up, slave. A system that does provide clear rules of the road for everything from intellectual property rights to freedom of navigation to fair labor standards. Rules of the road, slave. Can't you read the rules of the road? Didn't you take your living license test? Simply put, we have to be smart about how we use our power. Well, can Not you stop, stop, stop. Can you back it up a little bit? I want to get to three. She had copyright Ocean Act, which is what she's referring to, and there was a third yeah. one. Uh, was it climate change? Oh, hold on. Here, go back, back. Yeah, I'm going back. Just a little bit. Clear rules of the road for everything from intellectual property rights to freedom of navigation to fair labor standards. Fair labor. Uh, ah, slavery. <laughs> fair, slavery. Slavery. <laughs> Let's see. So it's uh, uh, the, the Law of the Sea Treaty, uh, which is basically taking away turf. What was the second one? No, the first one was copyright. Copyright. SOPA, PIPA, all that stuff. So, you know, we're. It, right, SOPA, PIPA, and then the Ocean Act. We, own the, the, we own the copyright on your DNA. So, you know, you want to eat that pig? Sorry, that's copyrighted by Monsanto. So they own the pig. Then there's the, the, law, the, the law of the sea. Was it the Oceans Treaty? Oceans 14? What is it? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, the, that the more UN stuff, take away your oil and, and, and your property. And then slavery. So make sure that you remain slaves and serfs. Simply put, we have to be smart about how we use our power, not because we have less of it. Indeed, the might of our military, the size of our economy, the influence of our diplomacy. Look at my dick! And the creative energy of our people remain unrivaled. No, it's because as the world has changed, so too have the levers of power that can most effectively shape international affairs. Now, she wraps this up with just a beautiful comparison and, uh, and it, it blew me away that this is what she's actually suggesting. I've come to think of it like this. <laughs> this is Hillary's philosophy, ladies and gentlemen. Pay very close attention. And for those of you who aren't familiar with architecture, uh, get the, the Googles ready. Truman and Acheson were building the Parthenon with classical geometry and clear lines. The pillars were a handful of big institutions and alliances dominated by major powers. And that structure delivered unprecedented peace and prosperity. But time takes its toll even on the greatest edifice. And we do need a new architecture for this new world. Without John, of all of the architects, now this is a question to ask John question. So she is saying the architecture, the underpinnings, the foundation of our current day world are crumbling under the heavy weight of, uh, of us trampling on everybody. Uh, and so we need to make it look better. We need a new architecture for a new rules-based order. What, what architect could you compare her vision to? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, you you got to just, I mean, you know a little bit about architecture. 
Well, I mean, she if she wants to go with modern architect and she wants to go with that glass house IMP look, okay. you know, where everything is a tall glass building as okay. compared to what you were getting from the Truman. I don't know where she credits him for, but okay. She, I think she may be referring to the Truman establishment of the CIA, which then became <laughs> no, she's the talking about the force Parthen- in American politics. She's talking about Greek architecture, Truman, the, 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 who designed the Parthenon. Yeah, the Parthenon. Right. Well, then you would go from there to, I don't know, some Renaissance structures, or you'd go, you, I don't know what she's up to. It sounds to me, that, to be honest about it, that this is all a frontispiece for another attack on the Constitution. Well, let's listen to her favorite architect for the new... This is what you can look forward to in uh, when she swaz enough in four years, President Hillary Clinton. More Frank Gehry than formal Greek. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know Frank Gehry, I, I personally, I love Frank Gehry as an architect. But this is not the, I mean, it's like, are we going to be high in this world all the all the time? If you Frank look, Gehry is like, he is, he's, he's a genius, but his... He's the one for people who aren't familiar. Just, just Google it. I mean, he makes he, the, the, he makes these goblins. The best bit was he was on The Simpsons once <laughs> as a guest star, and they were trying to talk him into building the local, uh, the new theater for the because they burned it. They, Homer burnt down the place or something like that. And so she goes to Frank Gehry and asks him if he would be the architect of this whole thing. And he, she hands him a piece of paper, and, and he. Uh, uh, looks at it and says, no, I can't do this. This is beneath me. And he crumples up the paper and throws it onto the ground. And then he looks at the crumpled up paper and he picks it up. And he goes, oh, my God, there it is. I'm a genius. <laughs> the crumpled, there, the crumpled piece the of paper. And that's what his designs look like. They yeah. look like crumpled up pieces of paper. He has like the, well, you know, like the, the dancing buildings, uh, which is, is I think is one of his more recent pieces. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, it's really amazing to look at. But it's very pretty. But is that going to be our, our, our the foundation of our <laughs> of our government? Is like uh, buildings on oh, crack. Building that looks just too screwy. Like we're very on, expensive. Like we're all expensive, and we're all on acid. That's basically the, that's the message. That is the foundation of the new international so, rules okay, based so here's order. Here's the subtext of this. Ready? Yeah. She wants Frank Gehry to, to design to design her house. <laughs> He doesn't. She doesn't. You know. She it's exactly right. You're so right. Yeah, you're spot on. I give you a ding for that. Of course. She's like, oh, I want Frank Gehry to do it for free. Can I kiss his ass because he doesn't do houses. He's not a big house guy. Yeah, he does, but buildings. he would for her. Yeah. So I, you, we can put it in the red book. Frank Gehry, Frank Gehry designs house. Designs house for Hill. A good one. Yeah, I'm down with that. Ah. I hadn't even thought of that angle yet. But put it in the book, please. That's very yeah. good. It's very, very good. In it goes. So people, you, you don't send me the Twitter password. Re- oh wait, maybe this is the. Yes, here it is. I've got the Twitter. The Twitter so you email. Spent, let's see. I've got the Twitter email. An hour and twenty five minutes, and you finally found it. Would you like me to hear the email so you yes, can? Because ex- the salt thing is interesting. Uh, dear Twitter user, I'm a user. <laughs> hey, crack addict. As a precautionary security measure, we have reset your Twitter account password. Check your inbox for a separate email from Twitter with instructions on how to reset your password. <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. We recently detected an attack on our system in which the attackers may have had access to limited user information, specifically your username, email address, and an encrypted slash salted version of your password. 
not the actual letters and numbers in your password. There you go. Encrypted slash salted version. All right. Whatever that's supposed to well, it makes me, make, It makes me feel good. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd like, I'd, at least I know that my password is salted. Come on. Needs pepper. <laughs> so uh, we right. had the last show we did, we talked about the uh, simulated attacks on Miami, and then we yes. discovered L.A. So someone sent us a note. And Houston. One yes. of our producers. Mm-hmm. A list of all the cities. Oh, I didn't see this note. Oh, yeah. All the cities that they did this, where they ran a bunch of helicopters and simulated shooting cars on the freeway and, oh. and kind of just messing with the public at large. Oh, you want to hear the list of cities that they did this in? Was this coordinated all on the same day? Well, let me see. There's a bunch of articles hooked up. Uh, I, I'm almost of the opinion that it was. What was the date that the one took place in uh, Florida? No, the mm-hmm. Minneapolis one was in August. It was August 27th. So, no, they were all, I guess they spot, they, they spread a few of them out. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. Denver. Yeah. Houston, which we reported, mm-hmm. Galveston, Los Angeles, which we reported, Laredo, <laughs> Miami, which we reported, yeah. Chicago. Yeah, but there's always some military thing going on there. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. nobody noticed. <laughs> oh, Boston. No. Wow. St. Louis, huh. Worcester, Mass, Long Branch, Jeez. Lancaster, and uh, and that's it. Wow. But that's a lot. Why are the why is the public putting up with this? Yeah, well, because you know, if if it will if it will protect our kids, I'm all for it. Do it, I, <laughs> do it in the San Francisco Bay Area and listen to them squawk. That'd be funny. Wow. Do it in San Francisco. Come on, weenies. Let's do it in San Francisco. I bet you. I bet you. You know they will, and no one will. And it'll be people who go whatever. Oh, it's 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 now. People are not. The people are asleep, John. They are uh, they're deep, 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 deep sleep. You're sleepy. Another uh, producer sent in a note. Uh, listening to the discussion on the Sundays, a couple of Sundays ago, about healthcare providers. <laughs> you're 100% correct. It's a generic term used to refer to whoever is providing your health care service. It may refer to an MD, DO, physician's assistant, family nurse practitioner, or even an RN. I'm currently in nursing school, and I am shocked at the changes rolling through the healthcare system. Mm. They are pushing many procedures downstream to lower levels of providers to save money. It's, a, it's having a massive effect on the acute care hospital setting. For example, they have increased the level of uh, acuity on the regular med surge and telemetry floors. Cases that used to be sent to the ICU are now sent to the floor. ICU is expensive with a mandated uh, patient-to-nurse ratio of 2 to 1. The floor that he's talking about has a much more relaxed ratio of 4 to 1. I'm not sure if it's a man or a woman because I actually crossed off the name because they didn't want to be mentioned. Plus, like any profession, there are some really good nurses and some not-so-good ones. Typically, the really astute ones are in critical care, and he goes on and on. Uh, wow. But yeah, apparently the whole system is being revamped well, to just take your money. It's funny you bring that up uh, because in the Federal Register, as you know, this is uh, this is something that all journalists should. You can you you can like get an RSS feed. You know, you can. You, I think they'll even do. They'll even email you 
updates when something's new on the Federal Register. But, you know, why Why would any journalist, you know, do anything? You know, like, no. look at this. Too much work. Um, article appeared on the 1st of February. Shared responsibility payment for not maintaining minimum essential coverage is the title of this particular document, which contains proposed regulations relating to the requirement to maintain minimum essential coverage enacted by the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act and the Health Care and Education Reconciliation Act of 2010 as amended by the TRICARE for Affirmation Act and Public Law 111-173. These proposed regulations provide guidance on the liability for the shared responsibility payment <laughs> I love shared responsibility payment. That I is like a, that. that's actually what a donation is to no agenda. It's a shared responsibility payment for not maintaining minimum essential coverage. <clears throat> this document also provides notice of a public hearing on these proposed regulations. So um this is essentially an IRS document because the as you know the IRS will be checking to see if you uh, are maintaining your minimal health care uh, insurance, and if you uh, if you have a job, if you are uh, unless you're a bum, and then you have to pay something. If you don't, or you have to take ins- carry insurance, health insurance. If you don't, uh, then you will be penalized. And they've put in here, and this is what's very interesting, um, a key to try. And it's and, and, and th- this is this is like trying to understand your taxes, where you just you look at this doc. It is literally a part of your taxes, and you're like, uh, okay. How am I going to calculate how much I would have to owe if I don't have uh, health insurance? And, and a couple of things I want to point out about this document. One, exempt individuals. Many individuals are exempt from the shared responsibility payment, uh, including those, <clears throat> some whose religious beliefs conflict with acceptance of the benefits of private or public insurance and those who do not have an affordable health insurance coverage option available. I like that it says many individuals, because I'd like to be one of the many individuals. Uh, so I might have to find God or something, because uh, <clears throat> what it boils down to, and I have not been able to calculate this by myself, but I've been looking in, at many uh, experts around uh, the uh, the blogosphere, <clears throat> and the way they calculate it, essentially, for a family of five... Um, the lowest possible coverage on an annual basis in 2016, because it ramps up, will be $20,000 per family. So you're looking at $4,000 of insurance per slave per year. And if you do not carry insurance, that's what you will have to pay in additional tax, including for every person uh, you are responsible for. You have to pay twenty thousand dollars in taxes if you're not insured. Correct. It, I for, didn't know for, the number was going to be that high. For That's a family, outrageous. for a family of five, for a family of five. So yeah, well, okay, it's the average so, family. Let's say so, is four, and that's in 2016. Uh, this starts in 2014, where it will be about they half. Ratchet it up at, at well, what's the first? The first year is there any family half, half. or what's ha- the deal? Yeah, yeah, no, they, but the amount will be about half, about twenty four hundred per ten thousand dollars. Yeah, per right, slave. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking there may actually be. Let's find. Wait, let's find the religion that makes that that gets exempt, and let's buy stock in uh, that religion. I think Islam is one of them. Actually, <laughs> funny enough. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, Assalamualaikum, brother John. <laughs> hey, come on, we can just do that in the Assalamualaikum, brother John. How are you I don't doing? Know any of these words? Just say Assalamualaikum. Uh, the, the, 
Asma Alaikum. Hallo Akbar. Hallo Akbar, brother. There's got to be some other groups. That yeah. Oh, okay. So now it's let, funny, though, that the Islams would get. get let, let me. Well, yeah, it's, it's about insurance. But let me ask you this. So I'm always looking for ways around this bull crap. And, you know, what we've discovered is that the real good health care that we want, that, you know, which is uh, it's definitely somewhat alternative, is uh, is not in our network. You know, or the doctor you like, you know, sorry, we don't take a Blue Cross Blue Shield. So here's an idea. If it's going to, I mean, it, let's just say. How can someone not take Blue Cross Blue Shield? There's yeah. some other scam going on because they have the most money. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Oh, no, because they're they're like real real nice doctors who don't prescribe you know drugs immediately they got other things for you and they and they send you to the farm to the the farm the compounding pharmacist who makes you know your 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 hormones for your thyroid out of you know stuff that is natural and is not synthesizing this crap that's why that's why they're not in the network. I mean, I don't, oh, I don't think I have okay, to explain that, that to you, right? Okay. They're not playing the game. So why can't – wouldn't it be great if you could get – because, you know, you want health insurance if you have an accident, you know, you get some <laughs> horrible disease. Um, but for all the other stuff, I'm thinking, can't, can't you just get an insurance with a $20,000 deductible? Well, if you remember, originally health insurance was exactly for that. It was for – horrible situation where you had to be hospitalized. There was none of this what we see today. Uh, it, it was when the HMO guys started showing up with their grand scheme. They go, you know, here's an idea. We'll charge health insurance, but they get all these extra services and they get to see a doctor and all that. Everything would be covered by this insurance. It's not really insurance. It's kind of a scam. And they're the guys who pushed through all this, all this kinds of legislation, which kind of promoted the idea. And they also made the deal with the drug company saying, look, here's once the, everything is covered by insurance, you can rack up, you can change the prices to, to anything you want them to be with no, there's no regulation on, on on pricing drugs, so you can and all the drug prices have gone up for no apparent reason. And in fact, and even with generic drugs, you find a lot of generic drugs now. The companies that made the regular drug bought the company that manufactured the generic drugs, right. and they kept the prices the same. Right, right. I mean, this is here's a good example: Provigil, which went generic, and they had so they bought and it's, it's expensive. It's like ten or twenty bucks a pill. And the, most of it is sold to the military because all the Air Force pilots use it if they're going to be in the air a long time. Right. So they sell it to the military at 10 or 20 bucks a pill, full full ticket. Maybe we give them a discount, 15 And then uh, it went. <laughs> you say that like you're doing the deal yourself. <laughs> and then it goes generic. They bought the generic company. The price on the generic is actually more expensive. Yay! That's a gig it's right there. unbelievable scam. And it's like where there's no hearings on it. Nobody gives a crap. Don't worry about it. It's like most of it's going to the government anyway. It's just government waste. So, 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 so hear me out now. So, um, you know, so Mickey's doctor, the one she really likes, the one who is not covered by Blue Cross, um, charges $95 for uh, a consult, which is actually, I think, a very reasonable price. And, you know, that's an hour. And, you know, and he's talking with her and, you know, then, you know, he, he, it's an hour. I mean, $100 yeah, an hour. Yeah, cheap. It should be 150 <clears throat> And he's 95 So I think that's a, I think it's a very, very, very good value for money. And, of course, we pay for that. Literally, we pay for that. Now, if Mickey wants to get some party drugs, you know, like, you know, Vicodin and stuff like that, she goes to the doctor in the network and she says, oh, I can't sleep, you know, up to Mazepam. 
Um, yeah, you know, my back hurts. Oh, Vicodin. And I'm not talking one or two. <clears throat> I'm talking 50. You know, so we get the party drugs from that doctor. And it's all covered by insurance. Because she's our drug dealer. But when you really are sick, you know, or she goes to the chiropractor, Dr. Ryan, who literally, I told you about she had the uh, <clears throat> the vertigo. The, no, I never heard about the vertigo. Oh, didn't I tell she's you just, this? Are you sure it wasn't an inner ear infection? No, it's because of the cedar, uh, you know, because uh, she has a cedar allergy. Oh, and you're in a cedar area. Yeah, and uh, and and she's already doing quite well with the allergy with, you know, what uh, what the voodoo doctor is doing for her. But still, she has a little inflammation inside her head. Uh, but uh, Dr. Ryan, who was actually a friend of ours, so he didn't charge anything, he said, oh, you know, I just need to do a quick adjustment on your atlas or whatever. And so, because it's not draining out properly, and he like snapped her head, which was an awesome, awesome sight to see. You know, knack! and uh, and it was gone. She's not walking around butt first now, is she? <laughs> hey. In the morning. And uh, you know, but so and you know, Ryan is our friend, so he does that for nothing. But normally, you know, he's like eighty, seventy-five bucks, I think, an hour. You know, these are very normal prices for, you know, for a good service, but you don't need to go, you know, uh, 20, was it two, uh, so 20, uh, 200 times a year, you know? So, um, I, I think, you know, you also, you would go less. You're like, oh, you know, it's like, I, 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 oh, I feel a pain in my pinky. Let's go to the doctor. No, you're like, eh, let me see how I do, you know, see if I'll be okay. And you By regulate. Way, that's your- another thing that's been brought up is that some, some people have noticed. One of the problems with the with the, the whole thing being insured, including doctor's visits with the copay, you pay 10 bucks, is that it's usually, somebody just mentioned this, which is a lot of old ladies will pay the 10 bucks and go in to moan and groan about their, you know, bursitis. Whatever, Because they they have their their sons and daughters don't visit them anymore. They have no friends. Yeah, exactly. And they just as soon sit in the office or talk to the doctor for a couple hours. It's like paying for a hooker. It's the same thing. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. But, you know, some people, like, might might drink some tea made of, I don't know, the magical plant uh, marijuana or maybe smoke some weed, whatever. There's a million things you could do which would save you the money. So... I don't think we need to be spending twenty thousand. Let's just say ten. You know, we may spend ten thousand uh, dollars, but then I want to be able to spend it on who I want. And now I'm spending it twice. I'm spending it on the damn insurance, and and I'm spending it on the doctors we actually want to go to. So I want insurance that will, you know, that has a twenty thousand dollar deductible. You know, whatever I'm going to have to pay in 2016, I'll pay for it, and I'll pay for it directly to the guys I want, okay? Because you're going to pay for it anyway. And then if I'm in an accident and I have a real bill, you know, wow, that's when, obviously, I need the insurance. Do you think I can get this, John? Uh, Or is this maybe another opportunity for the Curry Dvorak Insurance Company? I don't know. I, I think you probably could get it. I don't know where you'd get it. You may have to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's available in Texas. Lloyd's of you London. Play that the curry <laughs> pet peeve jingle after you're done with this, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's kind of where I was at. I mean, I was just looking at these numbers. I'm like, oh my god, this is an outrage. It's an outrage. And you're right. It, I, I remember the HMOs. It was like the whole. It was like, yeah, this is cool. You, know, you pay one amount, and then you guys always there, and you, know, you can go in for everything. Yeah, and, and, which is nothing new. I mean, this was actually invented by Kaiser. Kaiser Permanente used to be the pretty much the only HMO, and then it, it was always a fair operation and pr- pretty well managed. It was done mostly for the employees. Generally speaking, of Kaiser, they figured they can do their own system. 
because they, you know, especially during World War II, they had all these shipbuilding places. There were cement companies. Kaiser was everywhere. And I worked for Kaiser one summer, and I got free medical from them uh, and got part of that system. And it were, I always thought it was very, it was amenable. The doctors were decent and everything was fine. But then some, but some bright guy came up with that, you know, we can, we can use this to gouge the public. Yeah. <laughs> but if you really think about it, I mean, Warren Buffett, who of course is an incredible a-hole because he won't do this, but it's, a, and he's in the insurance business. It's really a, a, a guaranteed money maker. You know, if if you have a twenty thousand dollar deductible, people are not going to be tapping into the insurance. You know, for quite probably ever within that year, but they're still going to pay their relatively low premium. So you can get a couple, you know, a couple million people paying you a hundred bucks a month for something they really aren't going to use. You know, what percentage of that? of that uh, customer base is going to have an accident uh, or, or or wind up needing some type of you know of some type of services that go in that go way beyond the deductible it's going to be pretty low you know you're going to make money on it you're just going to make i mean just going to make money on it yeah but you know not as not as much as this scam obviously no, this is great. Yeah. So, uh, just on the insurance thing. And by the way, the, the leading uh, money uh, went to Obama from these operations. Oh, yeah. Hello. Um, <clears throat> so we brought up the concept of gun and gun owners insurance on the previous episode, and I went to looking, and uh, just several days after the Sandy Hook hoax. I'm sorry, the Sandy Hook's horrific, unspeakable uh, incident. Reuters Television. So on December 14th, this is maybe three days later, I think. Reuters Television has this conversation, and this is their, you know, their news breakers or whatever, windbreakers, whatever the, the these douchebags are. But it's Reuters sending out the message to all of the Reuters affiliates. We've been discussing a few ideas for gun control in the wake of the massacre on Friday. Uh, some financial ideas, if we can see if we can come up with any. And one that we were talking about earlier this morning was, Rob, an insurance scheme for guns. Yeah. How would this work? Well, first off, it, it gets around some of the contentious ideas of how to, how to actually limit guns. Because what you're saying is, you're saying, okay, guns have effects. You know, people, certain people get killed. So you have, like, a, say, mandatory million-dollar coverage, and that goes to compensating the victims. I love isn't that a great little meme? Mandatory million-dollar coverage. Right. And also, what it does is it forces every gun owner to have to buy insurance for their weapons, and that does two things. It insurers um, will have to start to discriminate, and they'll charge higher policies for various right. So sorts of guns, to, like uh, any insurance policy, say for, for cars, to say, okay, well, here's someone who's young. They've got they've done kind of like a TMZ format. We've got some a hole standing up in like the the editorial offices, and all the other you know the little journalists are sitting yeah, down, standing and, in front of a green. Yeah, exactly. Screen. Who yeah. Uh, has never really shown they can handle a gun before. We don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, Maybe yeah, for instance, a- yeah, for instance, you know, a twenty-one year old buying a semi-automatic is going to pay a really high price. I love, now let's just take let's just a random example. A 21-year-old with a semi-automatic. I mean, just a random example, okay? You know, versus a hunter who's been to safety classes, has, you know, used his gun, has is, is had it for 40 years without yeah. a single problem, probably won't yeah. pay very much at all. Not a single problem. 40 years. I've never killed anybody with my gun. Okay, uh, Renda, if we turn this to, the, to our legal expert here. Now, now, listen to this guy, the constitutional expert of the team. Ren, you've been thinking about what this means from the constitutional point of view. So if you put, uh, put insurance on guns, does it somehow limit the ability well, to... Well, that's right. I mean, it makes 
a lot of sense. I mean, you say cars, you know, people are required to have insurance because they need to be responsible for the damage. Now, listen, listen to his, his, how he works in this, how he uh, makes this fit with the Second Amendment, which he clearly has never even read. They cost, saying, why shouldn't the same thing be true of guns? Well, of course, there's the Second Amendment, the fundamental right to gun ownership. I, I'm sorry. I, I have to stop. The Second Amendment is not a fundamental right to gun ownership. The Second Amendment um, ensures that Congress shall make no law against the fundamental right to gun ownership. Let's make that very clear. No law shall be made against that fundamental right, douchebag. And although I think a certain amount of insurance would be fine, if you start making it too expensive, mm. you start putting too great a burden on a fundamental right, mm. and you raise a constitutional issue. <laughs> so it's okay to do it a little bit, but if, you, if, <laughs> if it costs too much, then it's a constitutional issue, apparently. How does that work? I know. This is Reuters, John. This is like John. a prostitute joke, you know. <laughs> I, I already established your one. I'm just trying to get the price right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but this is Reuters. You know, this is this is not insignificant that it's these guys who are saying this stuff because they they do influence. Very bad, very bad. Now, uh, I, I just have a couple of things on the war on ammo. Uh, so, uh, Aaron Burnett, as we say here in Texas, because everything is Burnett Road, she uh, she did the most horrible thing. Now we know that as a part of this whole gun conversation, which, by the way, I just. I want to point out that we have military doing uh, exercises over our cities. We're going to have uh, the uh, uh, the Sandy Hook children will be singing at the Super Bowl. Apparently, you know, like oh, you know, it's like oh, we can't have guns. You know, guns are bad. But of course, the Super Bowl will start with jets flying overhead and military marching bands. It's like guns are great in America as long as you don't have them. All right. So just uh, the insanity of this. And, of course, we are looking at insanity literally from a perspective of are people drugged? And now everyone's coming out and saying, well, you know, there's a high correlation between these mass shootings and these guys have been on drugs, except they never actually report that. They only say it after the fact a little bit. It's never like he was on drugs. Never, ever is that in the report. Um, but the high correlation between video games, not the media. It's not television and movies because, no, we, we give them a tax break. Um, we uh, we love them because they help get our politicians elected and stay in office. So we will stay away from the media, but we will tackle video games. So Aaron Burnett has a constitutional law professor on from Harvard, and uh, she is going to state the fact that video games uh, make turn men into violent uh, mass shooters. Fact. And he's going to debunk it, and she's going to just steamroll over him, uh, particularly when he goes off script. You'll like it. Far he's declined. There's the saying that guns don't kill people; video games do. Oh, 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 do. Do you know this saying, John? I've never heard this saying. This old saying. <laughs> this old saying that comes from the Wild West: guns don't kill people, video games kill people. Oh, but wait, there's more. Senator Grassley implies he made kids more violent. Does it add up? William Pollock is a psychologist and author of Real Boys, Rescuing Our Sons from the Myths of Boyhood. And sir, I, I really appreciate your taking the time. Um, let me just ask you the point blank question. It is a lot of people out there now. They, they, this is accepted as a fact that all these violent games, and by the way, they are horrifically violent. It's just It's accepted as a fact. It's accepted as a fact. Do you hear what she's saying? 
Yeah, she says it's accepted as a fact when, in fact, it's not accepted as a fact, just the opposite. Is why we are seeing uh, this feeling, this seemingly expo- explosion in mass shootings. True? Uh, no, not true. Uh, I mean, I agree with the senator. We should put some controls on those violent video games, but they don't cause the shootings anything more than one item does. So this is where already Aaron's like, who, who invited this guy? It's a fact. It's a fact. And that man did say that he trained on a video game. Oh, I have no doubt about it. I agree with Senator Grassley. We need controls over violence in our media and in our... Ooh, oh, no. Oh, no. He didn't. He didn't say violence in our media, did he? Oh, Aaron, Aaron, get to work, girl. Video games, especially for younger children. Uh, but that alone isn't the answer. Isn't causing, isn't causing those violence. controls? Yeah. But what about, let me just ask you another another question about Grand Theft Auto. So so let's go right over the media thing. Let's go right back to video games. Grand Theft Auto. There's probably some viewers out there playing this all the time. All right, this turns, uh, when you kill people, you win points, right? (laughs) For example, you kill a prostitute, and that's a big thing. You get to win points. I mean, you know, I find that offensive and disgusting, but... uh, Hold on, Aaron. As a prostitute, I find that (laughs) offensive. Exactly. As a prostitute, I find that very offensive. You don't kill hookers <laughs> i find that offensive that would be like me does that mean that those people who play that game are more likely to kill people no it's heinous it's more than it's- so he's saying no now she's she's gonna have to discredit this guy uh, law prof- uh, professor discussing it's heinous and it's possible that boys who, who watch that for a long period of time might stand back when fighting occurs and not protect someone or engage in domestic violence but there's no, no proof of that either they're going to go out get a gun and shoot someone absolutely no proof at all all right well thank you very much we appreciate your taking the time and 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 uh you know giving some some provocative uh, answers there provocative answers provocative answers Silicon, new developments. provocative answers you know yes controversial and provocative answers so this is uh this is what it's going to be fact Guns don't kill people. Video games kill people. Fact. When you kill hookers in Grand Theft Auto, you want to kill people for points in real life. Fact. Oh, she's an idiot. You're oh, a yeah. She, well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Douchebag. She's, she's a CFR member. She's in that drinking so club. When, so while we're on this topic, I noticed that the right wing show, Huckabee, was on this, and he was spending his time uh, also talking about guns. But he was ridiculing apparently a TSA or Homeland Security video that that shows very carefully when <laughs> yeah, when it, 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 it's, a, it's a video. You know about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's like hide, uh, hide under your desk, poop and then in if your you pants. Have a pair of scissors. <laughs> Go stick them with the scissors. Yeah. Go stick them, stick them with the scissors. <laughs> yeah, no, which this... is just ludicrous. But unfortunately, when he teased it. When he teased it, see if you can catch his his. He kind of made a, uh, I would say, a typo in his tease. See if you can spot it. And Homeland Security wants you to fight off a crazed guzman with what? <laughs> oh, you'll find out when we come back. A guzman, <laughs> a guzman, a crazed guzman. Everybody, <laughs> I'm a crazed guzman. <laughs> I mean, it's like he. It's like it says gub on the Woody Allen movie, but it's like a guzman, a guzman. and he never. He, he, I, I know he caught it, but he couldn't figure a way to undo it. No. So he just plowed through. There was no way out. 
<laughs> Guzman. Eric Guzman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. This is, speaking of uh, TSA, um, I was meaning, I have been holding on to this. Um, so TSA is all over. Do you, do you ever read? I mean, I subscribe to the uh, the blogger Bob, TSA's blogger Bob. Do you ever? Uh, I look at it once a while. It's so lame. I gave up. Um, travel he's tips. He's the apologist, that guy, right? He's what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the, well, There's another anti-TSA blogger out there that's pretty good. Well, no, but, yeah, but this is the TSA.gov blog. Yeah, I know, and this is horrible. Travel tips for football fans going to Super Bowl, Super Bowl XLV11. Let me see. What is that? Super Bowl? 47. 47. Why don't they just say 47? Why does it have to be Greek? Is that to make it like more? That's Roman. It's what I mean. Why is it supposed to be Roman? Like it's like it's games, like we're throwing Christians to the lions? Hello? <laughs> okay, thanks. Just wanted to check. Okay, things you may want to bring on the plane but can't. This is uppercase. Air horns are prohibited in both carry-on and checked baggage. In checked baggage. Why? It's a compressed can of air, which is prohibited. Can you imagine the reaction from passengers if one of those things went off in the cabin? Concealment flasks. We've all seen them. Binocular flasks, beer bellies, cell phone flasks, cane flasks, pen flasks, flip-flop flasks, you name it. You may be able to sneak these into concerts and sporting events, but we'll find them at the airport. Please get your libations in New Orleans if you're not going to check them in your baggage. So you can't, it can be empty, but you cannot have an empty flask. You can, however, have a 3.4 ounce or less bottles of approved liquids in a baggie. And wh- why can't you say bag? Why does it have to be baggy? Because that reminds me of a doggy baggy. What am I, a dog? Am I your bitch, TSA? Baltimore Ravens fans, if you're traveling with a live raven... Please alert your airline and check out our page on traveling with pets. <laughs> Who the hell is going to be traveling with live Raven? <laughs> He's trying to be funny. He's trying to be oh. funny. Blogger Bob is trying to be funny. Oh, Blogger Bob's hilarious. So anyway, uh, Super Bowl fans may encounter TSA Visible Intermodal Prevention and Response, Viper, teams at local transportation venues, including commercial and general aviation facilities, so when you're in your private plane, you're going you to get on your own plane. You're going to have to go through an x-ray scanner. And mass transit. Teams augment other federal, state, and local transportation and law enforcement to reduce potential terrorist risks to the traveling public. TSA as- assets will also work with law enforcement at Mercedes-Benz Superdome during the high-profile game. High-profile, because my, my terrorists like high-profile places. Fans are encouraged to report potentially dangerous situations to law enforcement or someone in authority. The, the Department of Homeland Security's If You See Something, Say Something campaign reminds the American public that security is a shared responsibility, just like your shared responsibility payment for health care. If you see something, say something. Use with permission of the New York Metropolitan Transportation Authority. Ah. If you see something, say and here is what it sounds like when you're at the train station as recorded by a No Agenda producer. Passengers are required to have valid identification at all times. Have valid identification at all times in the train. Randomly Why? Select- 
Because, shut up, slave. You don't ask questions. Listen to the whole thing. Passengers are required to have valid identification at all times. Randomly selected passengers, their baggage, handbags, backpacks, or other personal items may be inspected. In addition, you may notice Amtrak police canine teams in the station. The dogs are trained to detect specific materials on your person and around you. Please do not approach or pet police dogs. For your safety and security, remember to be aware of your surroundings and keep personal items in close proximity. If you observe suspicious activity or unattended luggage, notify Amtrak police or station personnel or call 1-800-331-0008. Remember, see something, say something. Thank you and be safe. Hi, everybody. How, how? Are they blowing up train stations? But, when did that happen? Was there some trains being derailed by terrorists? When did that happen? Yeah, in the, when were in, trains being attacked? In or Madrid, being targeted in or Madrid, even talked about in Madrid, two thousand ten years ago. Yeah, but I love the whole the whole Orwellian. Be safe, citizen. Yes. Do not approach the canine team. Do not pet the dog. Do not approach the dog. You may be randomly selected. Please travel safely if you see something. Say something. You must have identification on you at all times. Shut the fuck up, slave! All right, now I play it. I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day. Oh, it disgusts me. Is this America? Is this America, people? And the Soviet Socialist States of America. Heil, everybody. Jeez. I mean, John, don't, doesn't this, eh, I guess at a certain point you don't give a crap anymore, do you? Are you just, are you just <laughs> done? You just not care anymore? Is that no, it? No, I'm, I'm of the opinion this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't need to take the train, maybe. Well, I don't take the train, but if you do that, I mean, I'm out there recording these things, too. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you think, people put up with this. That's think, what gets me. I mean, if I, we can bitch and moan all we want, it's like the public thinks it's great. They pretend <laughs> the news media backs them up by only recording going out on the street with their microphone and sticking into somebody's face who will say, oh, it's better to be safe than sorry. It's better to be safe than sorry. I think if it makes us safer, it's better. It's better to be safe than sorry. I like it because it makes me feel safer. You know, so so instead he, of putting the microphone in somebody's face who says this sucks, what are we Nazi Germany? Well, no, 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 don't use that. <laughs> use the guy who says it'd be better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, exactly. So whose fault is this? It's the media. Well, they, no, they're not helping the situation. No, it's not the media's fault. They're doing what they're what they're told to do. It's different. I got an email. I've had a little email exchange with a teacher uh, in uh, in North Texas. And because there was something uh, that happened, a um, a teacher ran a red light and and killed a six year old. A horrible, horrible thing, um, you know. And the teacher, it was the teacher um, it was a hit and run. But then she resigned, and then she turned herself in like you know a week later. And you know this is it, it's it, it, it sucks. Whenever this happened, you get a kid dying. Someone runs a red light. You know, I don't even know if there was alcohol involved or not. It's irrelevant. Very, 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 very sad. And, you know, the teacher was not like a, a douchebag. But there's, you know, I just want to – so this teacher emails me. I don't want to give her name because it was so easy for me to find her that I don't, I don't want to put her, her career in jeopardy. Um, but so we're emailing back and forth. She says, you know, I'm really worried about this. Um, and, you know, by the way, you know, I'm a teacher and, you know, and I've only just started listening to No Agenda. Um, um, 
but I'm, I'm very worried about what I'm seeing happening because of how the media is involved in this particular incident. And I just want to read her uh, most recent response to me because it, it really made me think about how crazy we are making or allowing ourselves to be made by media. Uh, unfortunately, the district has been in the news a few times this year with unfortunate events. Prior to the hit and run, it was a sex scandal involving a high school band director and a student. Come on, the band director. I mean, please. Uh, I've been trying to keep up with all the news stories and comments from the public. Now, most rational people like you and I or people who know her personally, this is the girl, the teacher who uh, killed the student, know it was a case, a, a case of good person, horrible mistake. But parents in the community aren't. Aside from the fact that the parents are angry at all the media attention the school has been getting, they have to kick news crews off campus, uh, who camp outside on the sidewalk, plus a good portion of the school population are uh, not here legally. That's another interesting little point. They are uh, undocumented Americans. That's the new new meme. Uh, Parents are now starting to question why the school would hire a killer because she's no longer a driver who hit a child and drove off. No, she's a teacher who killed a six-year-old. I was reading through people's comments on different news articles and social media sites and was appalled by the amount of people asking how a district could hire someone like this and commenting on the fact that these are the people teaching our children and how teachers are void of moral compass and we shouldn't put them on a pedestal. Now, I agree with that, she says. It implies we're some sort of superhuman child-rearing beings from God. I think most forget that teachers are just regular human beings. And, of course, someone chimes in with, these are the people you want to arm with guns? And it turns into a whole new argument completely. Uh, Maybe it hits me a little bit harder because I'm in the teaching profession, but it's difficult to hear a child walk into class and say, my mom doesn't want me to go to school anymore because y'all murder people. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Right? Yeah, well, this is a sick country now. This is this is beyond this is the sick. media that does this to people. Yes, well, it's it's people allowing the media to do it to them, which is why no, you I are so. Say, yeah, well, you can say it that way, but that's an enlightened point of view that nobody has. We are raised to believe the media. The media has essentially brainwashed us in in a way that's kind of hard to figure out because this is the free press country, and there's no free press here. It's, well, I, I mean, I our beg, show I beg, is thank kind of free press, but this is thank a, you. It's a marginal operation compared to the New York Times. Well, or yes. any one of those TV stations locally; those things are very influential in their area. Yes, but what, baby steps, John. Baby steps. We've got ten thousand people we're saving. That's it's a start. Well, we probably have listeners in the. We probably, well, our listenership is a lot higher, but you're probably right. The only the ten thousand who actually donate on occasion. <laughs> oh, if you don't donate, you're lost. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you will die. <laughs> and by the way, of course, we all know what teachers are really for. They're there to have sex with the students if they're hot. I mean, come on, we all know what teachers are for. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Teachers. In the morning. So I, before we begin, I uh, we did get a letter from a valued card holder, and I want to <laughs> <Yeah>. read it. <laughs> yeah, this is the, our executive producer on episode four of the show. Three. Yes, valued, valued card, card holder. holder. Yes, and he says valued card holder here. Uh, <laughs> his his name is. Uh, let's see what he said. He wants his name to be. If it said in the little note, he did send some sort of James D. But he had, which is his 
it's, which is, is, I don't believe his name is James Driveshaft. But anyway, maybe he's... It's possible. Any, part anything's of his body. possible. Anything's um, possible. So he says he... Apparently, the, he's, the email was bounced on him or something. So here's his email for his executive producer of the last show. In the morning, uh, in the morning Robin Curry, Little John C., and Maid Mickey, uh, who take uh, from the corporate news and give to the poor. I'm an honored... To send, I'm honored to send you this donation. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe and the anticipant of the revelations that will come from Deep Throat. He's looking forward to that. I yeah. think we're yeah. still coming. Yeah, well, um, apparently uh, activity in Syria is... I sent you a text about this. Did you get my oh, yeah, text? yeah, you did. See, okay, let's continue. CSS exposed, but really isn't Deep Throat a bit passe these days? I mean, my grandma probably knows about that. <laughs> Thanks. Just give me some crap about your moniker. <laughs> Anyhow, for some reason, the telescreens and the gym I go to are always allowing, showing Dr. Oz, The View, or some <laughs> other equally inane bullshit. <laughs> the almost too delicious irony of no agenda in my ears while watching that garbage is all the motivation I need to keep running. Yeah, it'll keep well, you Well, that the knowledge that eventually the drones will come for us all. Ask not, as John Dunn uh, certainly meant to say, for whom the bell, the drones fly, they fly for thee. It's a good one. Yeah, I like it. Good. I like that a lot. Anyway, he uh, graduated a major in robotics, and every time I see another story about the post-posthumous militants and their loved ones, I can't help but think that I was, if I was raised differently, it could very well have been me working on software for the next batch of death from above. <laughs> And he plans on becoming a knight, and he wants to be Sir Valued Customer, a cardholder. <laughs> Sir Valued Cardholder. And what he wanted was the no agenda. He wanted the uh, Dr. Kiki, to, uh, two oh. to the head, and back to you, Brolf. <laughs> Karma. Hold on a second. Dr. Kiki, two to the head, back to you, Brolf. Okay. Where's uh, – I had this. Uh, I didn't know that he was, it was the Valued Cardholder. All right, here we go. Yeah, here we go. And a Karma, right? Yeah, yeah. Shut up already. Science. Dr. Fauci, uh, thanks so much, uh, as always, for joining us. Good to be here, bro. <laughs> You've got karma. I just, I, I wanted to Brolf clip it. Guzman. I wanted to cut <laughs> Brolf Guzman. Hey, everybody. I'm, hi, everybody. I'm Brolf Guzman. I wanted to cut the Brolf thing and just have that. But you need the kind of the little. You need the setup. You need the setup. Yeah. That yeah, was cool. That's a problem. It's not, it's not a good, real no. good evergreen clip. But thank you, uh, valued card holder. I want to thank a few people out there for uh, supporting the show. Heather Aronson in San Francisco, California. Hey, guys, you're great. She's sending us $100. Keep karma. Uh, please send Karma to help me pass my ham radio license hey. on Sunday today. Super Bowl Sunday. She's taking a ham license. That is a real woman right there. We're going to give you some Morse code. You've got Karma. She'd have a she do a page and put all her hams. Everyone who's a ham. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. Fifty bucks. Here's what we say, um, Heather. I'll see you on the waterfall. Terry Morgan in Far Hills, New Jersey's hundred. My husband and I love the best. We got women. They love the best <laughs> pap podcast of the universe. <laughs> Did you say I, pap? You were going to say pap smear, weren't you? No, I, th you, I thought you were. I, I love the best pap smear in the universe. I could swear you were going to say that. No. Oh. No, I it wasn't even in there. In the in it wasn't even in the queue. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds good. Uh. I have the best pap smear of the universe. <laughs> no, see, what it was is I was I hesitated because she used of the universe instead of in the universe. Uh, okay, I, I appreciate all the snippets from the brain mush of CNN, etc. 
Happy birthday, Jim. Can I get a Hillary? It's don't it's it's delicious. Don't eat me and baby, yeah. I think she means little girl, yeah. The baby, yay, yeah. L- LG, said, LGY, yeah. yeah. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. Yay! There you go. You've got karma. There you go. El Cid Campeador. In the morning. So Pulpa, Oklahoma. A uh, round of karma for all listeners, he says. All righty. You've got karma. Gavin Bowd in Sydney, New South Wales. Uh, no comment. I might be commenting in an email. I'll maybe look later. Uh, Simon Marciniak, I think. Marciniak? Marciniak. It's got to be Simon. Uh, ITM mofos, he's in somewhere. <laughs> this is my, these parts unknown. ITM mofos, my first donation store in my knighthood. The pin is a great idea. I request two to the head in LGY general purpose karma. Yay! You've got karma. Continue with Vasanth Dharmaraj. 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 I would say Dharmaraj. Vasanth yeah, Dharmaraj. Probably it's Dharmaraj. Uh, Fremont, uh, dear at oh, at, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you can't just like just gloss over that. About what? About what? About the ninety nine ninety nine? Oh, ninety nine ninety nine. Hey, well, Simon had the ninety nine ninety nine too. Well, I, glo- I I missed it. I missed it. I'm sorry. It was my bad. Well, you should have said glossed over back a win. I suck, dear Adia and Jagdish. <laughs> these are our, Aditya, our Indian. Aditya and Jagdish. These are our Indian names. Our yes, Indian names. Yeah. The lazy, cheap Indians living in the Bay Area again. That's me. <laughs> uh, the pressures. He's actually not a cheap Indian by any means. The no. pressures of getting a witty comment and a super combo of jingles has made my douche grow back again. <laughs> Screw it. Just give me plain karma for the second human resource we are expecting at the end of this month. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your support. You've got. Karma. You know, my complaining about cheap Indians is only refers to Indians in India, <laughs> yeah. the English-speaking country that listens to this show. Yeah, and otherwise you're just an undocumented American. But he's probably documented. Travis Fricker, or he wouldn't be living in Fremont. Travis Fricker, Newark, Delaware, ninety-nine ninety-nine. Uh, I I'm honored and no, humbled. No, no, no. He doesn't say honored. honored. I'm honored, honored and honored. humbled. <laughs> To be able to donate to be part of the best podcast in the universe. Send Tristan some cash karma and some drone again for a de-douching for myself and a de-douching. Please keep up the good work and fuck the moon landing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That was for me. (laughs) You've been de-douched. The drone again, naturally. You've got karma. God. The drone again. All right. Drone again. We haven't played that for a while. No. Well, okay, we got uh, Peter McConnell. I cannot find an email from him. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Peter, yeah, Peter McConnell. I cannot find an email from him. Let me back up. 94.94. Stephen Schultz, ugh, 75 bucks. I have no idea where this is. Where do you think? Swansea. Wow. Uh, Gwegan, nah, this is, well, this is, we have to consult the book of knowledge on this. I mean, look, the only thing you have to do production-wise is this. Can't you just, like, do it? 
Wig and yo. Let me take a look. These all come in. At the, this is all last. I mean, this this whole ses, sec, segment is last this is, minute. Check it out. The Gwegit. This is uh, Korea. Yeah, it's Korea. Ah, the Gwegit. The the Gwangido Province. Gwangido Province. I pres- Gwangdao. 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 I think it's well South Korea, uh, obviously. But it's right up at the border of North Korea, the Gwangdao province. Well, he sent us a... Uh, nice. But he didn't. I, there's no email from him that I can find. Well, no, it Jesper got censored. Holmberg, I can't get censored. it through. It got censored, Justice. yeah. Jesper Holmberg and Duval, we're banned a lot. The Dvorak site is, has uh, trouble. Oh, even the noagendanewsnetwork.com is being banned everywhere because, you know, it might contain viruses and terrorist activity. Yeah, it's an Jasper aggregator. Holmberg and Duval, Washington, sixty. Oh, here we go. Sixty-nine, dude. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Dear Judd and please sprinkle some Swazelnuff FF karma over Barry and Hilly. Just picture it, Harry. What? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to picture that. That's not a good. That's not a good visual. You've got karma. But thank you. And we got, uh, let's see, this is Anthony Cabelli in Bismarck, uh, North Dakota. Uh, 6969, no comments. James Ward, London, 6969. I need, a, I need some job karma. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> You've got karma. Ken Burchill, or Burchill, or Burchill in Ottawa, 6969. Hi, Bob and Doug. Thanks for contributing to provide the best podcast in the universe. Life is good, but you can never have too much karma, so please send me a little girl yay karma. Yay! You've got karma. Travis Lonergan in Glendale, Arizona, 6969. ITM JNA. When I first heard the Giffords clip, I, too, was shouting shill. Keep up the great deconstructions and providing some time, providing time and time again while approving. I'll get it eventually. Keep up the great deconstructions and proving time and time again why No Agenda is the best podcast in the universe. I'd like a no, uh, don't eat me, Hillary. Shut up. It's science karma. Merry Christmas, Adam. <laughs> what? What was that? Uh, Dame Lizzie just uh, went off the rails for a second there. <laughs> what is it? It was, don't don't eat me. Uh, 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 for some reason. <laughs> don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. Shut up already. It's science. <laughs> Sorry. It's actually a funny combination. Yeah. Karma. Yeah. Oh, oh the karma. Oh, jeez. Karma. You've got karma. All I have to do is the jingles, and I can't even get that right. Sir James Howard uh, in Indianapolis says, Hey, Arthur and Julius. I'd like to give a big fuck you to all the Euros who are kibitzing to the USA about getting rid of guns. They're even more brainwashed than our average dumb citizens. Plus, they've been peasants serving the ruling elite for literally hundreds of years. So what the hell do they know? Shut up, you peasants. I'm trying hard not to take it personally because I know most of them honestly don't understand. But holding on to every single one of our rights is absolutely vital, even if some bad things happened along the way. P.S. Kudos to Baron Von Pelsmachers for making Lizzie a dame. I always knew I liked that guy. <laughs> he says, dude. 
Yeah, well. Why did you say? Why did you read it as guy instead of dude? I didn't think it. I didn't think it uh, worked as well. well yeah. You editorialize when you're, you're doing. You can't it. editorialize. You know. Yes, yeah, it's con- oh, Please, you listen to me. Do the reads. I'm leaving shit out all the time. Yeah, only when it's like bashing Leo or if it's good for me. I don't leave anything out that's good for oh, you. Oh, okay. Or is this like Frederick Gay? Yeah, the what? A and Randian. You leave that lies, out all the time. Lies. <laughs> Frederick Gagnon in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> it's been a year since my last contribution. I apologize, but I've been busy living the dream and getting by. In lieu of jingles, I would just like to make a suggestion. I thought it would be interesting to have an extra bonus show to do a recap of the Red Book. Nothing too complicated, just going back to see what predictions came true and which ones didn't. I think that might be interesting. Keep up, keep up the fantastic work. So should we – that is, is for uh, you know, one of our vacation shows. It might be an idea to do that. Is it, do you think it's going to be interesting if we – Well, he thinks it will be interesting, but I, to be honest about it, can't see it. Because I'd be just like, yeah, we nailed it. Yep, got it. Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. You might as well play that <laughs> that we banned. Yeah, that we banned, like we told you so or whatever. Yeah, we yeah. banned it because yeah. it was it was getting ridiculous. It's all we would be playing it all day. Yeah. yeah Not that, okay. you know, we're 100% right, but no. we're way over the yeah, mark, mark compared to the mainstream media. Yeah. <laughs> Ruzbeth, they're off. Ruzbeth Ebadadi in Toronto. Ebadi. Ebadi. Yeah, Ebadi. Ebadi. Ruzbeth. 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 Uh, sixty nine, sixty nine. ITM Giovanni and Abenzio. <laughs> I was called out as a D bag by one Jacob Schultes. Can I please get a D douching? I'd also like to call out Men- Menchi. Go on, play up the douchebag on oh, each one. Oh, each, each one, Menchi. Douchebag. Ash. Douchebag. Eddie Chan. Douchebag. Harveen. Douchebag. Can I please finish it off with a Hey Citizen Bullshit Karma? Thank you for all you do. <laughs> hey, Citizen. <clears throat> bullshit. You've got karma. It's actually a nice combo. Sweet. Uh, uh, anonymous in Sydney, New South Wales. Actually, it's a, we can use his first name, Cameron. Here's my donation of 6969 from Gitmo Nation Down Under. I started listening after the plugs on Leo shows. <clears throat> Just after a shut up already at Science uh, and some karma. Oh well, see, I don't see. I don't have this in a note. No, so it's I, because I pulled it off the email. Right. Well, so that means that I have to then go find Doctor Kiki uh, and a karma. Shut up already, science karma. Yeah, it's just, shut up already, science. You've got karma. Shut up already. Uh, James Cowan in South Jordan, Utah, sixty nine, sixty nine. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe. Can I get a karma shot with an LGY chaser? You've got karma. Yay! <laughs> Lauren De Bruyne in München. I Loudens value for oh, Loudens De Bruyne. Loudens De Bruyne. <laughs> I get great value for value as JC repeats my name three times and has Adam corrected <laughs> once again. <laughs> I figure at least the least a donation from Munch Nuts. <laughs> Pronounced <laughs> Munch Nuts Germany. It's now forever Munch, Munch Nuts. Nuts. Where are you from, Munch Nuts? Hey, David yeah, Bowie Munch was Nuts. big in Munch Nuts. Uh, also known as Munich to you Americans. Uh, after the analysis of Euroland News in 482, it's clear you are the only news source worth listening to. <laughs> what did we do? 
That's what I don't know, but, 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 but everyone says this. I'd like some all-purpose karma for me and those I've left behind, the KGB agent and Malworth 73s. Hey, now. You've got karma. Paola Valencia Juarez in Zurich, of all places. Mm. Uh, I need some good karma, quitting my job to stop commuting four hours a day. Ugh. That's when one end of Switzerland to the other. Really? You're in Italy, I'm by enjoying the first. Why don't you just move to the town? Uh, I'm enjoying the first days of freedom, and then a car ran over me. In Switzerland, okay, I was a driver from Iraq. Iraq. No, he says Iraq. I most, and more related bad stories anyway, but I need the karma to find a cool job and get a place in the mountains where you will be welcome if it works out. Oh. Well, we will be coming, Paolo from Zurich. You've got karma. It must suck if you're in Switzerland and you get run over by a dude from Iraq. I mean, that's like, how bad can you have it? <laughs> that is bad. And that wraps up. 69! 69, 69, dude! Right. Well, that should be it, I'd say. Yeah, Livia Aguiar Cunha in uh, the Amazon. This town Manau somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I know Livia. I know who Livia is. Oh, you do? Well, Livia gave us a couple of Portuguese names that came out as gibberish on here. I think it's something like Adobe and Wow. Uh, wow. Like, wow, Gilberto, I guess. A couple of months ago, Adam reminded me as the Brazilian keeper one and also said, I'm smoking hot. Yeah. What is this he's talk she's talking about? Because uh, I, uh, I, I met her and uh, her boyfriend, Yap, and I said, she's a keeper. Oh, because she's, she's smoking hot. The Brazilian keeper. Uh, thank you. Is news donation to request a douchebag to my boyfriend Yap, who <laughs> oh, left me alone in his house in New, uh, in uh, the Netherlands to go skiing with his Belgium friends for a week. And this is lame. Now he keeps calling me with an idiot voice. I miss you so much. It's not so nice in here. M my roommate snores. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, now all I can think is if there's any global warming out there, please melt all the alpine snow while he's there. <laughs> And I'm getting my master's in environmental sciences. So in order to forgive and de-douche him, he must make a new donation to the best podcast in the universe. What about that? Good deal. Good deal, I say. Please, Adam, remind him again I'm a smoking hot Brazilian keeper. And also give us some, some karma So because I, I love that silly Dutch anyway. Okay. And then she wants you to pronounce her name. Well, she's got, it's Kua. Kua. But I don't know, it's not, because this is a... Not Kun Hao. Yeah, well, she likes it when we're moody, she also says. Oh, we're always moody. Yeah, all right. Well, you are smoking hot in your keeper, and thank you very much for your support of the show. You've got karma. And, yeah, and Yap is a douchebag. Why would he leave yeah, you? Give him a douchebag. Give him a douchebag. Hey, I already did. Man, why would he do that? You don't leave a smoking hot Brazilian keeper and go yeah, no. ski with, your, with you. Ski with your friends in, in, from, from Belgium. Belgium. I mean, sorry, Baron, but, you know. Uh, the Baron knows. Yeah, he, 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 he's sitting there going like, oh, crap, I can't believe. He's like, send the, send the, send the Brazilian keeper to me. Brad Twitty, yeah, he could go for she that. She could be Baroness. You come back from skiing with your snoring friends. Too. Your snoring Belgian friends. You come back and all of a sudden your smoking hot Brazilian keeper is the Baron, the Baroness of Belgium and France. That would show you. Brad Twitty in Dallas, Texas, a double nickels on the dime. Uh, can I get a karma shot for my dog, Juno? 
She's in the semifinals for D Magazine, so that's the Dallas's magazine. Cutest pet in North Texas competition. <laughs> send a picture of this thing. Send, send pictures. <laughs> Please help this canine producer win by going to votejuno.com oh. and casting a vote daily starting Monday and ending Friday. This makes about 10 seconds to go to votejuno.com, cast the vote, and submit the ballot. Help I'm, Juno punch your competition in the mouth. I'm going right now. Let's take a look at this dog. Oh! Oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh, you did you, you, you got to vote till Monday. You got to see this. All right. Vote. Look at, oh, 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 this dog is amazing. Can I vote now or I'm not supposed to vote? No, Monday. Oh, why not now? It says vote. Oh, Juno's cute. Look at, look at Nemo. So it's but Juno. You could vote. It's G, Juno versus Nemo. Yeah. This is one of those deals where you have the showdowns and then a final. Well, I'm I voting for, for Juno. Juno. I'm voting for Juno right now. Juno versus Nemo. Submit your ballot. Tom Bushy, Sir Tom, and St. Paul, Minnesota nuts. Wait, did he need uh, karma? Oh, yeah. yeah Nick karma Col- for yeah. the dog. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Juno. You've got karma. <laughs> oh, cute. Tom Bushy, Minnesota nuts, 5510. Just heard Arnold and Julius just heard in uh, the Thursday episode that you are considering raising the minimum donation to be mentioned in the show to 69.69. This is a slap in the face of all the no agenda Minutemen who have been regularly donating double nickels on the dime for so many years longer than the swaz on the fad. <laughs> the Please consider fad. this a front to what I believe is the oldest and still the best donation amount in the history of the no agenda show, respectively, Sir Tom of the Minutemen. Well, maybe we'll stop at 55.10 and drop a little. Meeting, meeting, meeting time. No agenda meeting. We have to have a meeting. We so have what, to, what are we going to do? Well, I mean, he has a point. So, but it, it does drag on. I mean, we because uh, so, someone told me that we should just consider this no agenda inflation, and we should uh, we should definitely uh, uh, up it to at least fifty five ten. Well, maybe Robert Luca par in Sandy uh, Utah fifty five ten. Nigel. Nigel Ewan, Columbus, double nickels on the dime. No jingles. Just request that you guys stop using the term civil war. That name only makes sense if you buy into the status lie that succession <laughs> is unconstitutional. It wasn't a civil war because it was fought between two distinct sovereign countries. Call it the war between – actually, the, so, the Southerners are dropping pretty much given up on this idea. Call it the war between the states, which I mentioned when you brought it up. Yeah, no, you did. Not that it hasn't been discussed. Yeah. Um, so I, I like Lincoln's War. I think that's uh, th- that's an alternative Lincoln's he'll accept, war. right? Lincoln's that's War. Funny. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Bruins Clothing in Watertown, South Dakota. Hey, go to Bruins dot com. B r u n s. No, it's and Br- buy one Br- of those jackets. Those things are amazing. Brunsclothing dot com. Yeah, Brunsclothing dot com. Lee Bruns here. Latest kickback from the Brunsclothing dot com jacket sales. <laughs> it's, it's our kickback. It's our take. It's our vig. Your value for value models catching on. And then he goes on about somebody else stealing our idea. Um, but, yeah, brunsclothing.com. I'll tell you, that jacket, if you're living, a, if you're living in Minnesota nuts, for example, you want you're this jacket. crazy not to have yeah. one of these things. Particularly if you can have a gun because he'll make a little concealed carry pocket for you. Yeah, put a concealed carry inside. Yep. Ryan Kiefer in Durham, North Carolina, 5150. I don't think he sent us a note. Let's take a look. Uh-huh. K-E-F-E-R. Uh, no, he's, there it is. Uh, wasn't an option to ask, Bull. Can I get a quick jingle combination of Shut Up at Science, Little Girl, Yay, Karma? Thanks for everything you do, Aiden and Jacob. 
shut it. What is it? Shut up, science, little girl, yay. Karma. Karma? Yeah, absolutely. Stop already. Science. Yay! You've got karma. And then we have a slew of $50 donations. Jeremy Fant in Houston, Texas. Longtime boner, first-time donor, he says. Requests a good old-fashioned de-douching. Ever since hitting my brother in the mounts about the show a month ago, I have become increasingly paranoid about him donating before me and calling me out as a douchebag. <laughs> After listening to the great material on the last few episodes, I decided it's time to launch my preemptive move and return some value for value for the tremendous value I received from the show. At this moment, I do not want to call my brother out as a douchebag, as he has already propagated the formula by hitting our mother in the mouth. <laughs> A task I previously believed to be nearly impossible. Hey, Mom! He wants a Bush just sends your cash and a JCD you will obey karma. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. You've got karma. <laughs> this, I think we should just have that at train stations. <laughs> just you going, you will obey. You will funny. obey. It's a we can slip it hold into on, the system. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think we can do this. I, how does this sound? Let me just try this. Let me try this. Uh, see if this works. Uh, oh, yeah. Play that clip. Good. Yeah. You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. See something. See something. I, I was thinking you were going to play that train station clip and throw the you'll obey into it. Oh, hold on a second. Well, that's a better idea. Let, let, let me try that. Hold on. Um, it was, here's the train station. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Passengers are required to have valid identification at all times. Randomly selected passengers, their baggage, handbags, backpacks, or other personal items may be inspected. In addition, you may notice Amtrak police canine teams in the station. The dogs are trained to detect specific materials on your person and around you. You will obey. You will <laughs> obey. You will obey. Please do not approach or pet police dogs. <laughs> For your safety and security, remember to be aware of your surroundings and keep personal items in close proximity. You will obey. <laughs> You will obey. I'm you will you, obey. This is the way they should be doing this. <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, okay, so we got some 50s. Uh, did he want a karma? No, anything? Oh. Yeah, he wanted it. Oh, he did it. We already did yeah, it. Yeah, we did the karma. Brett Farrell, Mason, Ohio, $50. Alan Bean, our Sir Alan Bean over here in Oakland, who uh, JC and I have decided we're going to invite him to have a beer at a hipster club in oh. Berkeley. Oh, cool. Sarah Kenny uh, came in from Moncton, Maryland, and she did send a note on the email. I'm donating from my boyfriend, Josh. First, she says, dear chuckleheads, oh. who has listened to the Daily Source Code and no agenda since 2007, but hasn't donated once. That's why I don't do the Daily Source Code anymore, because people are douchebags. We both love the show and agree with mostly everything you say, yeah. even your eat right for your type idea, Adam. Mm -hmm. In the morning. That's right. Could I get a de-douching for Josh and some karma for me, Sarah? You betcha. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Sarah. Sean Pyle in Streamwood, Illinois. Uh, 50. I haven't donated in a couple of months, but I had to divert all my extra funds to endangered item acquirement as well as donations to the NAGR, ISRA, and the NRA. I suspect this is the case with many listeners in the cause of low donations recently. 
here in the People's Republic of Illinois, we recently had to fight off a ban that would have everything included, including handguns and detachable with detachable magazines, all of them. Handguns with a detachable. Well, so that's basically oh, all automatic that's weapons. All, that's, that's all. all yeah, it's all. So you, you can have yeah, you can have a you can have a single shot. You can have one shot Derringer. <laughs> yeah, Derringer. Or with, okay, with, with a rod, go. with a ramrod, and a ball you put in there with you know powder. They even wanted to have all existing magazines registered, and when asked. How do you track something that has no serial number? The answer was a laughable, we'll figure that out after we pass this. <laughs> so yeah. please send all Americans some Second Amendment karma. And how about a don't be a denier, Dr. Kiki double tap? Don't be a denier. The science is in. Science. Shut up already. Science. You've got karma. Jacqueline Wheatley, Lexington, Kentucky, 50. Donating today to promote the March Madness Marching Band in Lexington, Kentucky. We're a renegade marching band that focuses on great entertainment, community involvement, and family fun. We're traveling to Austin, March 22nd to the 21st for the Honk Ticks Marching Band Festival being held downtown. Oh, I love that. What is it? I, I love band and and cadences i i'm i'm not kidding i'm a real fan you're going to this i'm then. going this is march 22nd to 23rd three four three days of marching bands marching down the street i would like some travel performance karma along with a shout out for a 2013 kickstarter page just in case any of the listeners would like to help us out uh and this went on and on honk tx 2013 oh, honk tx.org i'm loving this Oh, this and is great. She, she is at m-m-m-m-b.org. Let me just check out this. M-m-m-3 uh, M's and a B. Did she need any uh, any special kind of karma? Just uh, Yeah, she wants to win. Uh, win karma. Oh, hell yeah. Here you go. Winning karma. You've got karma. Greg Brunsell, Sir Craig Greg in Kenosha, Wisconsin, $50. Mc, uh, up Unknown person from McAllen, Texas, fifty bucks, and finally uh, Gavin Bowd in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Uh, what are you learning, gentlemen? I have only been propagating the format for a week, but your show keeps me sane as I drive one of Sydney's finest trains. Literally, oh, Ooh, cool! Oh guy. my God, send pictures. <laughs> Uh, well, I had to donate. I donated a hundred moments ago, but I forgot to make a comment, so I donated again. Uh, <laughs> just send it in the morning. Feel free to dispense that whatever karma you see fit. I love hearing about U.S. political problems, and our treacherous, lying prime minister doesn't seem to keep doesn't seem so bad. Keep up the good work. So he needs a uh, an in the morning. An in the morning. And, uh, and by the way, we like your uh, your uh, douchebag prime minister. Uh, especially when she fell on her face. <laughs> that was my favorite move she ever did. It was just like, palm, just face, face plant. planted right down. Love that. In the morning, you've got karma. I once, uh, I, I think we talked, I did that train ride, the, the Asia, what was it called, the Asia Pacific line? You took the long train ride from across the country, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that I'll was take that. Well, maybe you can get me a, a ride in the cabin. Twenty four hours of horrible. That was a bad. To be in the cabin. A, you want to be in the cabin? Yeah. So I can, So he says, "Okay, okay, ready, ready, okay, pull it." Well, do you know, you know what you have to do when you're driving the train every every like forty five seconds. You have to hit the, the dead man's button. It's the most annoying job ever. 
I thought he had a, you had a foot and you just kept your foot. No, on it. no, no, no. There's a, so there's three lights, and uh, cause I, 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 I was doing the documentary and uh, the India Pacific. That's what it is, the Indian Pacific line. And so the guy's sitting up there and he's talking to you. He's like, yeah, he's talking about it. And uh, you know, so uh, you know what? For for 24 hours. That's all the guy's doing. It's like, and the lights go because if you don't hit the button, you know, then the the train will stop, and that's a real pain in the ass. So the whole time, you're obviously dead. And there must be a picture of. Let me see, Indian Pacific Line dead man's <laughs> dead man switch. There's got to be a video of this. It is the most annoying thing in the world. And you, and you, and of course, you know, if you have that job, you know, it's like. Pfft. You're not annoyed by it. Well, I uh, he'll report back to us on whether they even whether mechanism. It's there should be some smart way to jerry rig the thing so he can sleep on the train. <laughs> yeah, with an with an Arduino box, <laughs> you could have it hit sleep. I'm sure there's a way. Get a monkey, <laughs> so, so you can sleep. <laughs> hey everybody, hi everybody Thank you so much for your support of the best podcast in the universe Your value for value was completely appreciated We're pretty sure that we're doing a good job for you So go to Dvorak.org And continue your support of this program It's your birthday, birthday Just get a monkey On the says happy birthday to sir jimmy i think that's free hollow book sir jimmy and craig weinberg says happy birthday to his wife sarah weinberg she turns 33 on today the third that is a whole bunch of magic numbers happy birthday from your buddies here at the best podcast in the universe it's your birthday, yeah. and we have uh oh sir hojo that's right we gotta we gotta we have a a ho tonight so uh could you get out your yeah hold on you have it? Hold on. It's stuck. Oh, thank goodness. Howard Johnson, step forward, my friend. You have been supporting the best podcast in the universe, and the amount is up to $1,000. That is true value for value. We highly appreciate what you're doing for us, keeping us going, keeping our dead man's switch hit, as it were. So I hereby proudly pronounce the Sir Hojo Knight of the Noah's in the Round Table. Please, sir, come on over here for your hookers and blow, your rent boys and Chardonnay, hot pants and booze, wenches and beer, Rubenes, women and rosé, geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts, and mutton and mead. Ready for you. So we do have one knight that has an issue. Uh-oh. Well, he says, let me just read his note. He says, I'm not sure if you saw the other email, but he's... He has a, a company that's in competition, and he needs a thousand votes by February eight. We seem to be pretty good at getting people things by voting. Yeah, uh, a knight's working with a company, Altenera, A L T E N E R A, on an, an innovative wind energy solution. They are U.S. clean energy competition. They need votes. Have a look if you like. Vote for the project. We'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. Wait, wait, well, hold on. What's give it to me now because I don't want to forget. What is the what's the link? What's the URL? That's a long one. It's futureenergy.ultralightstartups.com slash. What? Just email that to me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to have to do. That's what I said. Yeah, but if you don't do it now, we'll forget. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Email it to me now. I will forget yeah. because as soon as the show's over, I go into my zombie-like state. In the morning.
I will withhold any further comment. You, you don't even remember that I, we talked about Argo for a whole show. Oh, I, I don't I even see. know if you're the real John C. Dvorak. Here we go. Here it's just over on your way. On you're on the way. It'll be in the show notes. People can go and vote. Give them a thousand votes. Did, did you email it to me? Oh, there it yeah. is. Follow up from night. Hold on. Let me do. It. I'm, now I've got to do it because I also go into my zombie-like state. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> so, okay. So the, where should I put this? Under what heading? Contest. I'll just put it right on right at the top. Boom. Future Energy Startup Investor Community voting. There we go. So we do we support our knights? Hell yeah. Whatever you want. Know that. Not, we also vouch, you know, if... Uh, we vouch. We vouch for you. Uh, weird. We'll babysit. I think uh, we actually have a night babysitting service. We, we'll gladly do. <laughs> babysit. Yeah. So uh, I love it when... Uh, well, of course, part of what we do is really um, help arm you against the weaponized mainstream media who are just trying to infiltrate you with bull crap in your head. Andrew to get you to work for less money. <laughs> yeah, that's and that and then there's that. Uh, Andrea Mitchell, who does she work for? Isn't she she's like a bigwig, isn't she? In the, she's the one who's married to that old That's the one, right? To to Yeah, Greens, the one married Greenspan? to what's his name? Greenspan. Greenspan. Right. So, but she works for uh, must be ABC. Does she work for no, one it, of the three networks. Whatever. She's, a, she's an old hack. She's been around forever. Okay. So she's interviewing Al Gore now. Of course, Al Gore is you know. I, I'm not quite sure why you know it's like. I'm not quite sure why he gets this free pass. I mean, let's not for or let's remember that you know he attacked a masseuse. Maybe and yeah, he he's, was a, called, he's, a, he's a douchebag. He's a t- he, by the way, douchebag. he's got a new book. So they put him oh, on the book tour, and he oh. gets top billing. He was also on PBS NewsHour, mm-hmm. where I, and they also have a, a clip where he's being interviewed by Charlie Rose, all part of this scheme. And everybody seems to—I don't know if Andrea does because I didn't hear this clip—but they all grill him about why he sold to Al Jazeera. Well, uh, this was not about Al Jazeera, but this was more about how the questioning. Uh, regarding the uh, the total Agenda 21 of uh, global warming climate change, which, of course, Al Gore started by um, uh, stealing movie footage and uh, manipulating the uh, inconvenient truth into starting oh. this entire... While he fully was aware of starting... And, a, a, and when you a, play my clip, he credits Al Jazeera <laughs> with being one of the reasons he sold to them because they do the best job of... Discussing well, climate change. Well, let's let's as play. opposed to our media, which sucks. Which he says. Yeah, well, which let's, is bull crap. let's play your clip then. Which one? Which you have? Which one is it? It's down at the bottom. It's uh, Gore on sale. Gore to- on sale to Al Jazeera. Muscles. If you watch television five hours a day, what muscles are you building up? Not the democracy muscle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, stop, stop. Let me set this up. By the way, Charlie Rose will have none of it, and he just grunts most of the time. And then he, he, he pays, he's paying zero attention to this guy. And then when he's talking, Gore's doing the same thing to him. They're grunting a lot. Is, uh, is this the Charlie Rose show, or is it CBS This Morning show? No, it is Charlie Rose. Okay. It's deadened by it. But the Internet gives us real hope. Is this in an auditorium? Yeah, Gore insisted, I guess, having a big audience. Oh, what an a-hole. Because he had to pack it with his shills. Is that what he had to do? Well, it's hard to say. No wonder Rose is grunting. Of reinvigorating democracy and capitalism. Uh, You've been very successful in business. Uh, You've just announced publicly the other day you you had a wonderful stock option from Steve Jobs, who was your friend and you you were on his board. Uh, You bought uh, a television channel and and rechristened it uh, as as the current TV 
and you just sold that and made a handsome profit. Uh, you sold to, to uh, Al Jazeera, and people take note of the fact that that Al Jazeera is in part subsidized or uh, are sponsored by the Qatar government. Uh, did that cause you a moment of saying, "Look, if I do this, if I sell to them, uh, even though I'll make a handsome profit, people are going to say?" Oh, I wish you'd found a better buyer. Now, well, I, I did extensive diligence uh, on that whole question. Of course I understand that critique, which was then a potential critique. Absolutely. But what the diligence showed very clearly is that Al Jazeera has long since established itself as an immensely respected uh, news-gathering network around the world. It's won the major journalism awards in country after country. It is respected uh, as having integrity. On its climate reporting, for example, it's higher quality and far more extensive than any of the U.S. networks. They do 24-7 without any commercials. They hire the best journalists they can hire, and they tell it like it is. And they have that reputation. So I think they've earned the right uh, to be but they've seen also given way. access to on their air to some really, uh, I mean, to to all kinds of things in terms of people well, who have a very bad reputation. Well, uh, you know, and there, there are to them and not on the not on air Al Jazeera English. No, no, that's true. Al Jazeera is carried on <laughs> uh, the Israeli national system. Right. Uh, it, it is praised by the State Department in its home area. That's where our fleet is located. It's our closest ally right. in the Arab world. Secretary Clinton said it's part of the solution, not part of the problem. Right. It has really acquired a tremendous amount of respect. But people will be able to judge for themselves. Yeah, Wouldn't it be cool if... Uh if uh, if Charlie Jarosz just went, yeah, um, uh, Al, when did you become such an uh, incredible asshole? Uh, <laughs> could you just tell me that? Uh, at what point did you decide that uh, being an actual sphincter hole would be uh, great? Because so, uh, you know we're just so not the, buying this bullshit from you, Al. The the clincher though, to me, which I think you'd like this clip, which is. At first, you might as well. Gore is asked about uh, nuclear power, which, of course, is the true renewable solution to all of these fossil-based fuels. And it's zero uh, zero emissions, zero CO2, emissions. CO two. It's a whole thing. Everything is good, but it would if everything went nuke. That would be the end of the cap and trade scam and all the rest which, of which, it, right? Which I just want to remind you, he set up the cap and trade trading system before Inconvenient Truth came out because that was the whole idea was to enrich himself with a carbon-based trading uh, exchange, just like the Commodities Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, a computer-based system, um, which he set up with his buddies over there, Clinton Perkins, and all the VCs are involved. So so what would you expect him to do on on – what would he say about – Nukes, which is still the probably the best solution to all, especially oh, well, some of the newer technologies. We don't want a new. Fantastic. So uh, let's listen to what he thinks. Let me. Can I guess? Can I guess? This can't yeah, be good. No, we don't want a long shot guess. We don't want Fukushima. We don't want uh, fish. We don't be eating sushi that has no, radiation in it. You, no, you, you no? got you. I expected that too, but at least he backed off on that bull crap. All right, I'm going to ask some of these questions only because I want to get some of them in. Uh, and here's an obvious question, but and that we should ask: Is nuclear energy, such as coal fusion, a true solution solution to end our dependence on fossil fuel and help? Well, first of all, Charlie screws it up. 
Yeah, what? he says cold, cold fusion. fusion. What the hell is that? You don't want that's you want you want to say thorium maybe that's a new development. No, no, he, he just, cold but, but fusion. Gore didn't hear that anyway, and he went yeah. on to his okay, anti nukes. But, but Charlie Rose is also a sphincter a sphincter hole for saying that. That's lame. Curb global warming. Well, it's certainly not a silver bullet. Yeah. Uh, it may play uh, a limited role in the future. The present generation of nuclear. Uh, Technology is way too expensive. Oh. If you run a utility uh, and you decide to build a new nuclear power plant, you go to your uh, engineers or you go to any engineering consulting firm in the world and ask, okay, how much will this cost? They will say to you, we really have no idea. Right. right. Then you ask them, how long will it take to build it? And they'll say, we don't know. Yeah. And, and, and those are serious problems if you're trying to, to build a power plant. Wow. I can hear Sir Atomic Rod is shitting himself right now, <laughs> freaking out over this. And that's really why the industry has declined. This it's literally because of the regulations and the amount of time it takes for the uh, nuclear... Uh, Energy Regulatory Committee for them to hand off the licenses. That's what takes so much time is the paid shills and government working against it who are actually on board with all the fossil fuel companies. That's why you can't say how long it will take, Al Hor. Safety issues even after Fukushima nah. can, in my opinion, probably be ma managed. So it's the cost, not the safety. It's the cost and it's, uh, it's the, it's the nature of the, uh, of the, of the of the cost uh, accounting, it, 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 they're only in a, a thousand to twelve hundred megawatts. That means that they're you know used to cost four or five hundred million dollars. Now it's five, six, eight billion dollars. Uh, it takes a long time. Bullshit! What a douche! Hold on, hold on. Douche. I you'd like that one. Yeah, I like it. Well, let me play the Andrea Mitchell clip. She because you know we've we've got to propagate this whole you know. Fear of global warming, we're all going to die. Hey, by the way, you know what, John? Did you hear about this? We're all going to die. It's heating I up. I heard that, Guzman. Floods, fires, historic drought. Some of the dire consequences Al Gore warns about if we don't act on climate change. Do we still have time? <laughs> Ooh, do we have time? Do we have time? I have to get a cappuccino. Do I have time? <laughs> Do we have time before we're all going to die from the flood and the superstorm? People, this is your fearless leader speaking. Do not be alarmed by these douchebags. Uh, and once again, this is Red Book, Red Book, Red Book, Red Book, Red Book, Red Book. Okay, I got it in my hands. It's in my hand as we speak. What do I always say about about the Dreamliner? What do I always say about the 787? It's plastic, and you won't fly in one. Thank you, John. Tonight, Boeing engineers are blaming outsourcing for the problems the company is having with the Dreamliner. This is my theme. The Seattle Times talked to engineers who say Boeing is getting poor quality components from subcontractors. One 787 electrical, electrical engineer says the plane's problem goes beyond the lithium batteries, which have grounded the 787s. That unidentified engineer told the newspaper that the Dreamliner's power distribution panels have parts that are, quote, Cheap, plastic, and prone to failure. <laughs> so it's both of it's both of our theories. Yeah, you got the plastic in there. <laughs> no, no, it's not cheap, just pl plastic cheap, and prone to failure. Cheap plastic. <laughs> I keep telling you these are plastic planes, people. No, I will not fly it. 
I, I, I don't like this coming down Broadway when they started this stupid idea. And I think that clip I had about the train company, you know, from the 1930s really said it all when they said they had to bring it all in house because they can't trust the quality of outsourcing. Exactly. And you can't. All right. I, uh, I, we, we have to wrap this up, but I have two things. Do you want to do something, uh, any of your clips before we wrap up? Uh, I, I, we got I, these clips are pretty evergreen. Let me see if there's one thing here. The great lead in. Oh, play the great lead in for anything. We can use this as an, a lead in for anything. If you're one of over 50 million adults who suffer from a sore mouth, <laughs> then you're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> the best podcast in the universe. <laughs> Sore mouth. Okay. Thank thank you. That was that was well worth it. <laughs> okay. And uh, she's very pretty, this girl. Of course she is. Yeah. Um so I, I, something that uh, came up on the news that I just needed to go back to our show on Thursday. It only took him a couple days to come up with the big lie. So uh, the new president of France who are, oh, by the way, uh, uh, when it comes to the best podcast in the universe, the French are incredibly cheap bastards, you know, and they don't, no. they don't even listen. But so, no, they don't even listen. So the president of France went to Mali, went to Timbuktu for a victory lap. Did you see this? He no. Went, oh, yeah. Three weeks after launching an assault against al-Qaeda-aligned militants in the north of Mali, the president of France was here on what amounted to a victory tour. He never declared mission accomplished, but he was certainly cheered and even hugged as he walked through the streets of the ancient city of Timbuktu. Until a few days ago, he wouldn't have been able to. It was controlled by militant jihadists who have now fled after French paratroopers landed on the edges of this iconic community. But President Hollande thanked his troops, the French, and the Malians as well, as well as ordinary people. But he added that in the future, the job of protecting iconic communities like this one won't be that uh, of France, but of Malian and West African troops. They are now moving into the city in order to secure this ancient community. Okay, so a couple of things with this report. First of all, so this white dude comes down from the heavens, and I don't know, you know, if you see the video, there's just like a whole bunch of Malians jumping up and down, and they're jumping on his neck, and like, oh, I mean, I don't know what they told him, who this guy was. They probably said, yeah, this is Brad Pitt's brother or something. They, <laughs> they don't have no idea. No, this sounds like it was a victory lap. He went in. He saved the Malians. They're so happy. Oh, oh, President Hollande, Hollande, we love you so. Je t'aime, je t'aime, je t'aime. Please listen to the report of what went down when they took Timbuktu back from the militants. This is only from Thursday. The airport was quickly secured. French soldiers and a few Malian units moved into town without firing a single shot. Not a single shot was fired. This is the, 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 they, 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 there were no militants. There was no Al-Qaeda. There was nothing there. They just walked right. They dropped out of the sky. And there was no, it was like, remember when we landed in Mogadishu? Uh, Mogadishu? Yeah. At night, and CNN was on the shore filming him, and the Marines were like, oh, what? It's, it's the same thing. There was no al-Qaeda. There were no terrorists. So what are these people so happy for? It's this is all staged, obviously. Totally bullcrap. And then what is they this? Say, I know what they were jumping up and down for. They gave each, each one of them two francs. <laughs> yeah. And here's, here's some mush. Here's some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you hungry? You want a burger? 
He's going to be giving everyone money. The more you jump, the more money you'll make. <laughs> jump! Yeah, jump! One of those guys, one of those setup guys on those shows <laughs> yeah. they have on television with, with script, his audience. With a script, and he's clapping his script in his hands. Yeah, setup yeah. guy. Come on, I'll give him a round of applause. When the sign goes on, applause like crazy. We'll give you a dollar if you do that. Exactly. And you know, I was just like, and what is this iconic community? This, this, what is all this bull crap? What is that supposed to be? to turn into a tourist trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, you're right. You're so right. Come visit the iconic community of Timbuktu. You've heard about the song. You've heard the band. Now, now come to see the iconic, legendary, historic community of Timbuktu. Yeah, they'll put a nice airport runway in there. People go to Timbuktu and stay at the Four Seasons. You know, maybe they can stay in a teepee. No, well, maybe one of the two. Yeah, which, by the way, All right, the- we, before we finish the show, though, we do have to mention that we we are we do note that well, I had, they built I had, a second Oval Office. Th- well, this is there were two things I was going to say, and one is. That so, go ahead, explain, and then I'll get they to the last. They will build a second Oval Office because there's going to recondition, refurnish. They're going to redo something. They said that maybe the White House is falling apart. We have no idea. No, but we, they built we, an exact copy of the first Oval Office, and this obviously for the uh, backup Obama. <laughs> yes, will have his own office because he's bitching and moaning. Apparently, <laughs> he's like about I don't want- the fact that he has to stay in the closet. <laughs> well, you know, the other Obama gets all the, you know, they get to swap. And then sh- sh- swapping the one office is not, is not working it's out. It's annoying. It is not working out. The, the shared office thing. It's like he's hiding under the desk because they both showed up on the same day. That's no good. So, yeah. So, people, read your documentation. This is actually happening. They have, and, it, and it's going to be identical, John. Yeah. It's, no, it, same, ident- everything. Identical. So, uh, the counterfeit paintings, everything's going to be the same. <laughs> the counterfeit paintings. Okay. All right, then finally, I'd like now, I, I'd ask you a question. Go to, are you ready to go to the browser? I'm on the browser now. <laughs> For some reason, you're cracking me up. Are you on the browser? On the browser, check. <laughs> Tell me what you want me to go to. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just, you make me cry. I have PBA. Obamagun.curry.com. Obama. Obamagun.curry.com. I have a couple things to say about this. Are you there? I'm getting there. Oh, okay. well, there's Obama shooting a really nice shotgun, okay. it looks like. Now, there's a couple things I want to say. Uh, so this is Which the... Which Obama is this? Though? This is the skinnier one. <laughs> so, th- so there's a couple things we have to... Where is Ted Nugent at this moment? So let me tell you... Look at this picture, and I'm going to tell you all the things wrong. First of all... If he's skeet shooting, what skeet is he shooting? He's shooting he's almost shooting the, the guy that apparently Cheney <laughs> shot in the head. He's shooting the guy straight he, out. He's, yeah, he's like pull, and he's shooting the guy who's pulling. He's not shooting a skeet. Second, no. Hey, look at where look at where the butt now, of now the he, shotgun to, is. To be honest about it, he with that shot, he could be shooting traps. Because you do have, don't no, have they the, say the, skeet shooting, clay yeah, targets. Skeet. Skeet's clay, gonna be going over your head. You're clay the guns in the targets, air. clay targets. Now, clay targets are dark; they're black. You do not wear dark safety glasses when you're shooting clay targets because you can't see the freaking target. Okay, this is yeah. a lie. Three. Look at how the butt of his gun. Is. He's going to break his shoulder. The, he, it's up too high. Yeah, it should be tucked in lower. Three. Get your oily fingers off the off the gun. Do you see where his his index finger is of his right hand? 
Oh, yeah, it's on the barrel. You don't hold it like that. That is not how... Four. This... Now, this, of course, was done with high-speed film because you see this... Do you see this this little poop of smoke coming out the right-hand side? You know why this is? Because there's no wad used in this ammo. This is... this. He's he's using pussy-ass ammo, which does not include a wad, and it's all choked up, and this is why you have the, the, the blast coming out the side of the gun. This is... This is... Total fake. He couldn't handle the recoil. That's why they had to put pussy ammo in. And he's holding. He's not doing it right. He's holding it wrong. And he's pointing at the guy. Who's pointing? I don't know who he's pointing at. This is not. I'm. I'm ashamed that my president is actually saying, "Oh, I shoot guns all the time." Well, no, you don't. And I can't believe that no one is just yelling about this. This is crazy. This. There is so much wrong with this picture. Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Don't you think? Good catch. No, I think it's. I think you're right. And by the way, the official White House photograph is being made available only for publication by news organizations and/or for personal use printing. So you so you can so you can print it and hang it on your wall. The photograph. No, no. Main, oh. And for personal use printing by the subjects of the photograph. Oh, so the president can print it and hang it on his wall. Yeah. Look, look how cool I am. This photograph the photograph may, may not, not be, be manipulated, manipulated in a.k.a. Photoshop, way. in any way. <laughs> oh, that's going to work. Well, have you hey, s- everybody, <laughs> grab this photo and let's go to town. Have you seen the No Agenda community on Google Plus? No. Oh, my God, John. There's one. Someone's photoshopped. He's actually, the gun is reverse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh they already photoshopped. Oh, it. yeah. He's shooting a drone. Like, the gun is a drone. <laughs> He's shooting oh, the I drone. saw that one. I did see that one. It's hilarious. No, no. Don't, oh, we're going to arrest you if you Photoshop this clearly bogative picture of the president not being able to shoot. This is, I mean, this, but the smoke is, the gun doesn't smoke. If, if, unless, you know, you're burning powder at the, at the end there, then you're shooting pussy ammo. There's no smoke coming out. This is, it's ridiculous. This is the, to, to anyone who's, who knows one, and I don't know much about firearms at all. I'm not even using the right terminology, but I know that this is this is all wrong. Got his finger on the on the bluing of the gun. He's he's got his the the butt up on his high on his shoulder. He's shooting black clay pigeons with black glasses on. He's shooting straight and uh, straight ahead. Into what? You wear goggles. You wear f- clear ones. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, that's it. We're done. We the shows are running too long. Well, that's because uh, of you. Are you on that uh, Twits? No, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, that's right. Go gay team. And Lay, uh, Leo, 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 <laughs> Leo. <laughs> yeah, it's his real name, you know. Really? His real name is Leo. Yeah. That's hilarious. And Leo he is uh, in <laughs> New Orleans with uh, with with his Leo. With his Leo. <laughs> yeah, he's in there living it up. Hey, well, how does he get tickets for the Super Bowl? A lot of people Bowl. are going to New Orleans. This is an expensive trip. Yeah, how does he get tickets for the Super Bowl? That's like thousands of dollars. You buy him out from these uh, these brokers who put packages together, so he gets a, two seats, good seats, reasonable seats on the 25-yard line. Wow. I asked him about that. I grilled him. And you get a, a hotel room, which apparently is the real scam. Yeah. The hotel rooms are, re- I mean, just, you can get a Super Bowl seat for about a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred maybe. 
But the hotel rooms are like $4,000 a night for the best Western kind of thing. It's unbelievable. Well, then it's good he brought her with him so he can get laid at least. So anyway, so uh, yeah, he uh, is on. He said there. So they're going to do us. I don't know what they, who they got doing the show, but not who me. Who cares? Not me either. All right, everybody. I come to you from uh, Texas here. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. And we will be back here on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. Remember, Dvorak.org slash NA. Support the show, people. If you're one of over 50 million adults who suffer from a sore mouth. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash NA.